The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition. To the oh, oh, I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a blessed Thursday edition. Welcome on the train. We're going to have some fun today. He's Rudy J. Uh, that's my echo. Well, me or you? Today, One I us. am the luckiest man in the world. And it's off. Hey, that's there Rudy. Go. That's Rudy. There's just two of us in this studio, minus one working monitor. We now have two not working monitors. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but which one is the old one? Easy E, Edwin Hafner on this the other one? side. So we get to work this morning, and, and the primary way that Edwin Hafner, uh, our crack producer, pr- communicates with us is out today. Yeah, that's tough. It's going to be tough. So uh, we can see him, and it, you won't. You can watch us. And it might be a good idea for Edwin to put a camera on himself today. I know there's rules, but the way he's going to have to communicate with us is going to be a system a lot like a third base coach. <laughs> what second skin will be out is that what we're gonna do and then first nose sign stealing yeah we're stealing signs like the astros yeah we're gonna go astros so i'll put an earplug in and we'll, we'll see if we can get it going uh interesting day as we went home the nba got cooking for the first time i can remember the nba actually stole nfl spotlight uh Taylor Swift had already done that, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at least then we were talking about the NFL and Travis. Yeah. I mean, well, let's literally. see. The only thing is, it happened on a Wednesday. Like, I would say that. Let's say if they would have did it tonight, and in the middle of the Packers game, we got a Dame trade. Then I feel like it. But considering, you know, you're watching top model stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It like, is a dull day. I, I will give you that. Right. It is, and there's no surprise that the trade went off on the Wednesday. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, get it done. Just get it done. Uh, is today or was yesterday National Sons Day, as oh I see Mama? Goodness. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know it was. Well, you had every other one. How did you not know that one? You had like 10 it's, of that's them. That's what I'm saying. On the day's thing, it wasn't on the list. What, National what day? Sons Day. Like what sun? Your like child. Phoenix Suns? No. Oh, yes, 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 it was. And you didn't even post your son. It wasn't on the list. We talked about it. Yeah, it's the, it's always the day after daughter's. So the day before was daughters. Yeah, so <laughs> that wasn't Tuesday, on the list. I, Tuesday was daughters. So Rob, I don't believe. I I'm think sorry. this is a, a, a Facebook like no. one person like you know what <laughs> no. it's uh, and everybody just jumped on. I was on the official list yesterday. I'm sorry, Jack. Your dad just left you out in the cold. I did. And Clay, sorry, boys. <laughs> They're not on Facebook anyway. I know exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. I didn't realize that, but uh, uh, to those who did celebrate, congratulations and daughters' day as well. I had no idea. Uh, we'll talk a lot about the ramifications of a deal that sent three stars to three different places. Yeah. 
Um, we knew Phoenix was going to play a role. You just couldn't help but figure out how they were going to try to well, make this. How they were they going to pay? Aiden, yeah, how to Bill, make this work? Booker, Durant, and you, to your credit, had been saying, you know, Milwaukee, you better do something, man. He's he's <laughs> telling you, he, he follow his actions and his right. words because uh, the freak wasn't happy. So I guess we shouldn't have been surprised. But I'll be honest with you, I was shocked. I didn't see no, it coming. It, left field. It's one of those deals. Um, Ryan sent it to our WhatsApp. And it's one of those deals where you go, let me see if Ryan got the fake Adam Schefter tweet. Right. You know what I mean? So the first thing I do whenever someone sends a Schefter tweet, not Schefter, Woj or Schefter, but a Woj bomb is you go straight to Woj's account. And then you're like, oh, wow, this is real. It went down. But props out, props to the Bucks and to yeah. Portland because a lot of times these things leak. Like this, this isn't, this didn't happen overnight. To find a third team and the pieces and the, and something that everyone can agree on takes weeks, if not months, and we heard nothing. That doesn't happen normally. Yeah. So the fact that we didn't hear anything and none of the three teams, like you know, said, "Hey, Shams, say this." Hey, Woj, yeah. say this. You know, it was like, "Hey, everybody, lock it down." These six people: two from Phoenix, two from Portland, two from Milwaukee. If anything leaks out of this room, is one of us six. <laughs> you know, I, you know I agree, I mean? and I've so, always uh, props to them for that because that ain't easy. What was the uh, New Orleans mob boss uh, had a sign <laughs> above his door? Three can keep a secret or two are dead. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like, yeah, this is this is some hardcore stuff, and uh, the ramifications. Uh, we'll look at every angle, and there's one more. I do. This is not a done deal as far as uh, Drew Holiday ain't going to stay in Portland. Don't even he ain't going to even right. land there. I, I at least. I shouldn't say that. He might start the season there, but he ain't going to finish the season. I'll put it to you like this. Trey Lance will have a home in Dallas before Drew has a home in Portland. And they are both as of we as of <laughs> both homeless. Right now at 606 in the AM homeless as we're going to hear from Trey Lance. No, uh we have to use what? correct pronouns. Okay. Unhoused. Oh, my bad. I'm we, sorry. I, I'm sorry. You Who of all you people that? should know. My see my 15-year-old no didn't say tell me that. It's unhoused. I it changed. You didn't get the memo? No. I'd rather be homeless than unhoused. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you se- want to define it. Give me but, a segment to think on that. Because I think that's the new proper term. Uh, Trey Lance is living out of a suitcase to this moment. Hadn't moved in. We're going to hear from him and Micah. And boy, Jerry yesterday. Was got, good. Got on the Jerry fan. Jerry was really good yesterday. And low-key just kind of sat back, and I feel like just, all right, let's talk about it. Yeah. And uh, he talked about it at length, and you're going to hear about it. I don't think he got enough credit for what he said yesterday. No, Jerry was good. Like, you know, sometimes Jerry can, um, huh, yeah, uh, yeah. He can, uh, uh, you to 46 seconds and then say something, then say nothing for 10. But yesterday, he was up front, candid, talked about play calling, red zone, his quarterback, uh, Zeke coming home, all the things that we care about he spoke to. And I got the sense it was not varnished or he wasn't spinning anything. He even talked about Taylor Swift. I think he would like his quarterback to get him a needle mover. I think he'd like Dak. Why can't Dak get him a needle mover? Isn't Jerry a needle mover, man? Or or Jake Ferguson. (laughs) Why can't Jake Ferguson? Get a needle mover up in that owner's box. Because he's had Romo did it for him. Romo did it. Romo brought in us. Uh, I remember Miles Austin was dating Car- one of the Kardashians when they had training camp here. Oh, yikes. Remember that? No. You don't remember that? No. I the don't receiver, re- Miles Austin, he had, he had, he so, didn't, he never parked. Oh, okay. 
but he, you know, I mean, he he honked. Is when this he was at out the front. end? What, did it take his legs? Like yeah. it took every other he athlete. He honked when he was out front. There we go. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, he didn't it, get out and knock on the door, and that you know, he, he didn't do all that. It didn't catapult him into greatness. Yeah. I can tell you that he did a drive by. Uh, we're <laughs> <laughs> in the best sense of the word. The uh, um, Pac-12 sits currently Robert, with two yeah, Robert strong has a great members. idea. Uh, th- this I, I'd like to say that I that I came up with this, but maybe. I didn't. I stole it from an article that we saw. Well, let's steal. But as the Pac-12 sits with only two current teams, they are a road bump, a speed bump right. to the uh, large and and money making, profitable 12 team playoff that everybody seems to have been aiming for with the coalition of conferences. So uh, the, uh, the 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 suits that decide about the uh, the, the playoff mm-hmm. have decided to kick the can down the road. They're just going to wait. To implement everything that they'd been talking about, because one of the conferences that was going to play a vital role now only has two members, so we're going to wait on it. But we have an idea here at R and R. We have a way to fill the Pac-12 that is both foreign and domestic. Yeah. So um, Vanderbilt and Kansas. We, okay, and I mean, there's a lot of candidates. I don't want to throw anybody yeah. under the bus, Wake Forest. I, I don't want to say much to you, Iowa State. Or tech. But there might be a flux. There might be a place for you to go rebuild. And we'll talk about that a little bit after 7 o'clock. I just could not believe the deal that went down and the the ripple that will go through the NBA. And we're going to look at what has to happen now. There's a lot to go. Because Phoenix is like to look at Portland and Scoot and what this means to the East. You know, there's a lot to unpack. And... Uh, We'll look at the future of Miami. Is it all but over now that they didn't get a deal done? Is it going to be a, a slow decline? Are they going to suffer the Spurs' imminent decline as they didn't go get another one to augment the future? We'll we'll talk about a lot of that. And, well, you know, everything else that went on over the day. Let's do it. How did a Texas Cheer go yesterday? Oh, man, it went awesome, man. Had a good time out of Texas Cheer. Look at number nine. Uh, some listeners came by. We I saw did some, some picture, yeah. We did some single barrel, single barrel four rows tasting. Let me tell you. Let me for those of you on the YouTube. So, look at this beautiful bottle four. of ten year old single barrel bourbon made by Four Roses. It even has the Texas Cheer thing right on here. So it's when the, like, I walked this in, is really cool. Yeah, I walked in. I see Four Roses. It immediately made me think of you. And oh. I was like, damn. I tell Jason and Joe, I was like, dude, I didn't get Rob a gift yet, and we, you know. Coined our pennies together. Well, you took and- a few. Thank you. I, I know. I know the value of what I have. I don't know if I'll be drinking this anytime soon because this is like new baby marriage kind of stuff. This is this is yeah. the good stuff. Thank no, you yeah, so much good. to my crew and all the boys here. Happy belated birthday! And thank you very much. I wish I was in a position to share this with you. Well, because see, Rob is a good about our birthdays. Keep in mind, this year, early this year, he got Jason some freaking Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was tired of going out with him. It was more for me than you were it was. Tired for, of like, the dude, you're have to, you're bringing me down, man. We got a rep here. The Hocus, what are they? H O K. You're tired of his Hocus and his Hey dudes. Yeah, uh, we had to dress that guy up so he could hang with us. You know, that's kind of embarrassing. we're trying to get into clubs. They're looking down at his gr- dirty Hocus, right? Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank everybody. I uh, think that was a wonderful gesture, completely unexpected. Much like the trade last night. Let's look Definitely. at what happened. The NBA, there was a tectonic shift. The world is different today. Who's the favorite and how did this all happen as Dame and a freak are on? Is it didn't get to be South Beach? Can we call it Moose Beach? 
Is there I mean, Milwaukee's on the water. Is there some moose? Is there moose up there? I Great Lakes. There's no beaches, but yeah, there's moose there. Moose, okay. moose, not moose beach. We might have to come up with a new nickname for a Milwaukee. Cream as- City. That's what they call it. What? It's on their jerseys. They have uh, jerseys that say creams. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's nobody a tough thought, one. Something, nobody thought that through. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I don't want to go to no. Cream City. No. Cream City sounds like no, no, no. There's a lot of things going on, especially there. with those demographics. Uh, all there, of yeah. that, yeah, yes, I'm that, good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm that's good a that's City. a bad idea with yeah. a with good intentions. Coming yeah. back, the books the bucks are good. Who's going to chase them to get better? Uh, we're talking NBA next. We're glad you're with us. This is R and R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Room Show weekdays at noon. I, I love San Antonio, man. I love it on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, that sounds good. I like that. Yeah, this is this is OG. It is. This is Spurs holding trophy music. (laughs) What it is? Baby making music. Yeah, this is a (laughs) 75-77 final score. (laughs) Not a lot of buckets, but trophies to be had. That's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. On the other side of the double pane, we cannot communicate him, but he looks good. Easy E. Edwin Hefner. A big deal went down yesterday afternoon as the NBA completely uh, just uh, shifted gears and talent went all different directions as Dame is now a Milwaukee Buck after months of trying to get to Miami. You know, his agent came out and said, you know, all but said, you know, Miami, I mean, excuse me, Portland would not cooperate with Miami. That's basically what he says. He says it takes two to tango. He said, thank you to Pat Riley. This is Dame's agent. Thank you to Pat Riley. You did everything possible. You're true pros, but it takes two to tango. Translation. And Dame had some – Dame loves the city of Portland, but he is done with that organization. He hates them and how they did business. But I – you know, and we talked about this on the Blitz yesterday. You know, maybe it wasn't the best deal. Maybe it wasn't like the a championship-type deal. But the Lakers deal for Kawhi was better than what they got from Toronto. It was. But I under, it, you know what I mean? I'm not saying they were going to win a title. But what I'm saying is, if I'm the organization, <laughs> I'm not sending you where you want to go either. Unless I'm getting the only what people, I feel. Yeah, the only people that did it were the Pelicans. Like, they let Anthony Davis, like, hey, even though you've done nothing for us, really, we'll let you go where you want to go. Like, most teams aren't sending you. Well, except the Spurs. Yeah, and um, well, James Harden did want to go to Brooklyn, and then he did want to go to Philly. But that's a different. That's right. an entirely different. Right. Harden is on his own on these kind of moves. So it took a lot to get it to happen. So there. Oh, dude, I th- so, I, this probably been going on for a month or two. All the Bucks got was Dame. I say all, but you know, you get they get Dame. Yeah, what else? The Blazers bring in Drew Holiday, and we'll get to that. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 unprotected first round pick from Milwaukee. That might turn into something nice. And an unprotected Milwaukee uh, swap rights with them as well in 28 and 30. So I didn't give up, and they might be able to raise up a a couple of slots in their drafts in 28 and 30. The Suns bring in Yosef Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. The reason I bring up the Suns is they finally got rid of a headache. that, That situation was dumb. Like, the fact that they kept Aiton around in the first place prior to them firing Monty Williams and then firing Monty Williams and then also trading Aiton is like, wait, y'all handled that totally wrong. But, okay, whatever. I think but they I turned out pretty I good. I like them getting Grayson Allen. He spreads the floor. And I like them getting Nurkic when he's healthy. He gives them the big to deal with the bigs. So 
And Nasir Little like also it. went healthy. Looks like some future. Uh, Keon yeah. Johnson's a good defender. Uh, long, whatever. you know, he is what whatever. he is. Uh, I, all teams, I think, sit comfortable. Everybody won. So where does this put Milwaukee in your mind in the East and then overall? I, I would still, if you made me, if you put the shotgun to my head today, I I would probably still go with Boston. You know, I, I mean, again, the Heat are the defending Eastern Conference champs, so I'm not sure why I'm leaving them out, but I am. <laughs> I'll still go with them. But be clear, the Bucks should win it. They should at least come out of the East because now what essentially you've done is put Chris Middleton back where he belongs as the third fiddle. Chris Middleton, you know, for the past five years, have they? we've wanted him to be Giannis's sidekick, and that's just not what he is. He's a spot-up guy that some nights he could drop 40, but on most nights he's going to give you 20-something. Now he just moves into the third spot, sit in the corner, mm-hmm. spot up, hit threes. You still kept Brooke Lopez. So, you know, there's some there there. A lot more than – you know what? And, uh, you forget Kamal, about Middleton. And then Pat – was it Pat uh, – Connaughton. Yeah, you still got Connaughton. So this is a really good roster, man. I appreciate that. You're you're right. Now whether they're, they might be better than Boston. Yeah, no, no, no. They I mean, might when be you better look at, when you look at it. And I've had time to sleep on it. They probably should be the favorites. But again, Miami is their boogeyman. If the 49ers are the Cowboys' boogeyman, the Heat is Giannis's boogeyman. They four won them two out of the last three years, something like that. So yeah, and, and I wouldn't throw dirt on Miami yet. I I'm just no, not going to pronounce them over and done with. They're too. They're the too heat, Miami. They're heat the heat culture. Heat culture. Yeah, and there's something to it. Now the Suns again. We're talking about all three teams can wake up this morning going, you know what? That was a good deal. Yeah, every one of them. And I and because the positive karma comes out of this, I think all three teams are far better today than they were the day before yesterday. And you know what? I think I like Scoot having a big to go to grow with. Yes, yes. You now because Aiden can play if he's. If he's there mentally, he's ch- he checked out of Phoenix. A but couple now he gets ago. to be a big dog. Yeah, now he gets, he gets to be, to be the big the dog he always wanted to be. And I think Along that's with the kind Simmons. of I, li- I like what I like what Portland did. And when sometimes you just tell a guy he's a leader, he'll he'll grab it and go. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Hey, guess congratulations, you're a leader. And I think he always felt like he deserved that. So I I do think. And when I say better. Trailblazers ain't going to the playoffs, but they are better positioned than they were before to get to where they want to go. Can they be Damon Aldridge? They went to the second round. I mean, Damon Aldridge went to the second round. Can they be? Can Scoot and Aiton be that? If you're a Portland fan, that's how you feeling. Like, they this hope looks not. a lot like Damon Lamarcus. Uh, well, maybe a young version. Man, they're they're a long way away. They, I mean, yeah, they they lost ten games. And Scoot can't shoot like Dame. So uh, we're going to continue looking at it from every angle. How does that affect the Spurs? Is Drew Holiday? He's the Spurs on the had move. A chance, Rob. They did. When I look at the deal, they did. They had a chance. They had a chance. But we didn't really have a star like Holiday. We really yeah, didn't, and that was the you. pivot point. I think that they had an All NBA type. That at the very least, if everything else fall apart for Portland, you get a high character dude who's an All NBA type that walks into your locker room. And man, oh man, he ain't the worth of Dame as far as on the court, but off the court and everything else. There's he's going to command yeah. a value nearly what Dame got. Yeah. Now the person that would should be highly upset, and I think he's about to ask out. Is Joel Embiid. Here it comes. Joel Embiid. It's like, dude, I'm sitting around here. James Harden don't want to be here. Tobias Harris is not a sidekick. I like Maxie, but that I'm not getting to the finals with him. Embiid is about to, you know, he's about to go ahead and start his Giannis tour. Like, either get me the hell out of here or get me some help because he's the one left, you know, holding the bag. 
And he's learned from the best on how to get out of them. Yeah, out James Harden says he's not even going to media day. I'd be heated if I was Embiid. Pop your popcorn. It's about to get a little fun in Philadelphia. We'll, we'll stay looking at the NBA. But yesterday, the Cowboys spoke as they got back to work and went to practice. We'll give you an idea what the practice report looked like, who participated and who practiced. Trey Lance spoke to his current housing situation. And we'll look forward to a big football game that brings Zeke Elliott back on home. Dallas Cowboy Talk coming, and you're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports. It's the Mike McCarthy Show, every Friday morning at 7 and 9 with R&R in the morning. I'm all about winning, so when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game, presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Welcome to the Ronald Acuna Jr. Fan Club. Dude, 4070. Shout out to the seam heads. The only person to ever, you know, the most home runs with 70 stolen bases, the closest was Ricky Henderson. And there was only 28. He has 41 dingers and 70 stolen bases. That's... Impressive, no matter what old man Edwin says. It's those giant – no – Pizza it, box bases. It, yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that they the bases got bigger and the record broke. Wow. I'm not saying 70. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, they just got tired of seeing people's legs get broken being stepped on on the smaller base. But uh, well done. Uh, Shout out to Acuna Jr., man. Has a, that's one of those records of why Otani and Trout and all those other superstars are sitting at home watching, right. figuring out where they're going to be playing. Uh, Freddie – Freddie Freeman and Acuna and all the real stars are still playing there with them. And the Orioles are good. Baseball's weird this year. The Orioles are good. Um, the Rangers are good. Bruce Bochy says Max Scherzer may play in the postseason. Weird season in baseball. Glad to see the tie turn. It's like we had the, you know, the Sacramento Kings jump into the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You know? A little pepper in it's October. fun. It's fun to see the guys down that have been in the cellar for 20 years. <laughs> Finally peek out. Let's hope it translates into the playoffs. I agree. You know, sometimes those uh, first-timers, those miracle teams yeah. are out quick, and we're back to just the Bruce usual Bochy, suspects. Though. Bruce Bochy has that glow. We might be in the World Series, Rob. He has that glow about him. Okay. <laughs> hope springs I'm eternal, re- I'm man. Reaching. Hey, I'm forgive reaching. me. I'm a bit gun-shy. Yeah. Uh, Trey Lance and the rest of the Dallas Cowboys went back to work yesterday. And Trey Lance is not newsworthy, but it is interesting to hear from the cat. You know, he's he's now a full-fledged Dallas Cowboy, spent some time there, been right. in practice, knows the way around, probably has a, a favorite restaurant by now, probably has an idea where he goes in movies and all that. And now he's feeling comfortable. But there is one thing that he has uh, not taken care of, uh, an important thing to have if you're new to Dallas. Getting there, still, still working on, um, still working on moving. Um, uh, still, yeah, still, still right around here at, at the residence. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully these next few weeks. It's a long, long way from California, so I got to get all my stuff out here. So yeah, hopefully getting settled soon. You still have stuff up there too that you haven't been able to bring down yet. Yeah, yeah, I just got my suitcases still. Um, living, living out the suitcases. Yeah, so ho- hopefully these next couple weeks, my stuff will get out here and I get settled. Now, rocking chair with Ryan Eagle seems to think that means he don't think he's going to be there long. No, he's a child, man. He's a young man. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, I got yeah, two boys. Shoot, like, they, live in a, 
cardboard <laughs> box. And you're like, dude, you're going to have to find, oh, okay, oh, well, sorry. I didn't think about it. It's one of the things where he's just like, I'll get to it. Yeah. Actually, you know, they probably got a great breakfast. Oh, yeah. You I know, do. at the hotel, you make, they make your bed every day. They wash your sheets. They wash your towels. <laughs> like, hotel living ain't too bad when you're 23, 24. Now, if you're a grown man with children and a wife, yeah, you would have been had a house, right? But a single dude, 20-something, hotel living, you got your, you got your little couple lady friends in Dallas coming through here and there. You know, it's not so bad, actually. Although he gave away where he lives. He said the residence. Why would he do that? I know. Why would you let yeah, us I know you're living at the residence that was on over purpose. there? <laughs> that was on purpose. That was on purpose. This way you don't have to hunt. Now they're just in the lobby. <laughs> don't you know that Trey Lance, despite the fact of being traded and being on the practice squad, goes, you know, I could so easily be Zach Wilson today. I could so easily be the most hated, despised quarterback on the. I could so easily have San Francisco fan spitting teeth at me you know as I was walking the sidelines. And I am with the Cowboys in this soft, comfortable place. I got an energetic owner. You know this. How well, bad well, could it be? Be Stephen for a minute, and and the and I'm the Jets, and I say, hey, Steve. Um, what y'all want for Trey Lance? Are y'all thinking about keeping him? What y'all thinking about doing? Oh, what do you got? <laughs> what I mean, yeah. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking what you got him for. Yeah. I'm thinking what you got. Well, I'll give you a third since you paid a fourth. But can you imagine no. that I, why would the, the Jets go there? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I I'm not It don't make much sense, but it makes sense. But you're just throwing another dude out another there that's gonna get that, demolished. That don't know the offense. Yeah. So I think when I know that Lance was brought down a peg and he's had a rough couple of years, but he's brought down a peg, but they, you know, they're going to teach him this offense and make him scare Dak a bit in the training camp. Let's hope he talked about learning his brand new system. It's, it's going to continue to get better. I think, um, you know, there's certain things I feel super comfortable with that I've done in my past and there's certain things that are new uh, and, you know, without the reps, it's, you know, it's different. Um, you know, the timing of routes and things like that. Uh, but like I said, man, being able to watch Dak and how he operates the offense, how clean he is with everything, um, continue to learn. Tougher offense to learn, Kyle or Mike McCarthy? Oh, you wonder. I think Mike McCarthy because of timing. Uh, because keep in mind, you know, when you got you got the receivers got to count your steps. I don't uh, know. Probably Mike. I, I just think that I, because I, I figure Kyle is probably the best, well, one of the top He's three the or four play caller. I don't know if he has a more complex offense. There but, you go. And I don't know what complex means. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that, how does that play into it? I, I know that Trey Lance had two years to learn it and couldn't figure out in San Francisco. Couldn't <laughs> no, have been I don't too think easy. he didn't learn it, Rob, as much as I think Purdy flourished. Yeah, that's probably a better way to put he, it. Purdy was better. It. Purdy was better in it than him. But I don't think that means that Trey can't play. The the idea that he's out and about and, you know, that questions are being asked coming after a loss certainly doesn't imply that he is going to be under consideration. But I do appreciate the fact you brought it up yesterday with a couple of things that while the the Cowboys are terrible and, and McCarthy is too and at holding people accountable in public. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes, they could be, you know, tearing people, tearing the paint off the walls. And maybe they are. I, I don't and know. they keep stuff in-house. But I've been around them long enough to know, I don't think it's a, a college coach-player no, relationship no, by no, any no, stretch. No. They talk no, to them like men. Yeah, there's no peeling paint and, you know, you got to love it, you got to There's none of that. But when you do see... <laughs> 
Lance out there. Mm-hmm. Just out there being talked to. And that was I think that was David Hellman asking the questions. I think that was one of the the, the, okay, the I'm Dallas not, Cowboy sure. beat writers. I, I couldn't. Who the guy that gets the first question every time? Uh, yeah, one of those. It was one. Where, I think when it was McCarthy him. goes, Dave. And when you see the A one, the tops, the the uh, the Clarences, the uh, Hellmans, the 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 Archers, though the the Mama Footballs, all of those when they start gravitating to that, that is a surefire signal to the other guys. Wait a minute, this guy's getting a little press. And Dak, well, you won't bring it up, but everybody's been there. Everybody knows the pecking order in the locker room. And, and when Lance is out there, that's one of those great things about, yeah, there's somebody else here. There's and, somebody else. And Dak, Trey should be grateful that he has a guy like Dak ahead of him because Dak's not the butthole. He could be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he, he could be the butthole. He could be Tom Brady, to me, is the ultimate butthole of, like, I ain't helping you. In so Dak, Dak is the perfect guy. Dak will actually try and help you. Like, Dak's that guy. Now, of course, he wants to beat you, be clear, but Dak ain't going to be a butthole about it. Uh, Jerry, we're, we're going to hear from Jerry. Yeah, man, Jerry was good bit. yesterday. It's been a while since I've said that, but I thought he was great yesterday and honest, brutally honest. And, and in a low-key kind of way, kind of reinforce what we're talking about with Dak. Uh, there is such a, a fun and we've tried to talk about it this fundamental shift in what their attitude is about the quarterback mm-hmm. from everything and we've talked about it in in the light of yeah boy they just don't trust and they don't and the idea of trust is really the key and you, and it's not even a question that you know you can really ask Mike McCarthy and expect a true answer like tomorrow I was like hey do you trust Dak he's going to say yes absolutely I do you know and what I, mean? I wouldn't like, expect not, him to say yeah, anything else he can't say well, you know, Rudy, not really. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. But your owner what, and your general manager, when you hear what he has to say, and you're going to hear it right after 7 o'clock, when you hear about affecting the play calling and affecting the offense and things that are or aren't being done and whether they should or shouldn't be done, right. you can just tell that the the responsibility sheet for the quarterback has been lessened by more than half. And we're going to get into that. Uh, coming back, we've got big news around the, the basketball world. We'll look back at the trade. We're looking to look at college football as well. Tough news from the Aggies. Does the backup come to play? And our, 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 uh, Tim Spence, our faithful Tim Spence left a <laughs> mysterious odor around this building. We're going to try to figure out exactly what happened yesterday when we were gone. Hang on tight. R and R in the morning continues with all the fun. We'll be right back here on 941 San Antonio's Sports Star. Check out the Jim Rome Show, weekdays and noon. If you're San Antonio, there are benefits that come along with it. I will cut you to the front of the line. We're going to hype the return. On 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy and Rob with you. Hey, I hope you're heading out to Slackers tonight. We'll be right behind North Star Mall. The party starts at six. The Golden Tea Tournament starts at our party starts at two. Golden Tea starts at six. The winner of the Golden Tea uh, it's a tournament, foursome, dude. That's a four hundred dollar benefit to you and me. Yeah, and might be the very last ones in. I don't know. Yeah, I got to get. Wait, well, Nick comes in. He always gives us a daily update. But we're playing golf on Monday regardless. We certainly want to have you with us. Um, go to sasportstar.com for all the details. We'll be out at Olympia Hills. Shotgun start at 9. If you need a, a get-out-of-jail-free card or a note, Rudy and I would be happily to write one. Yeah, we got one. you. I'll ask, you know. 
No, it does not smell like burnt popcorn in here anymore. If, though, for those that don't know, yesterday the Blitz was going on and on about Tim Spence burning up some popcorn, which I think there's a popcorn button on the microwave. I'll go re, re you know, double check that, but no, it doesn't smell anymore. So this happened prior to them going out to Texas Cheer? This happened while they were out at Texas Cheer. Oh, so they were here. It happened here, but we weren't here to smell. Yeah, I don't think they so were So he here. was they the only sports the star representative no, here Pledge other than Pledge. It. Yeah, and he took the bag into Edwin and Pledge's office. What? Well, I, I wasn't here, so but, so does he? The, so he brought it into <laughs> Pledge's domain to, on up. purpose. Like here, <laughs> like, keep man, this in the in the glass like box two, of fun. He said it was only two minutes. Anyhow, Fire guy, he yeah. burned the popcorn. There's certain sins that you never live down. Burning yeah. the popcorn and bringing fish for lunch. Just don't do it. You see the uh, Travis Kelsey and his brothers podcast? Yes, I did. Um, Jason said, hey, man, how's it feel that she put you on the map? Which she kind of did. There's a, a TikTok trend going on where, you know, the, your, your your lady will, you don't know she's recording you. And she tells you just to see how mad you can get. Because we saw Julius Randall's wife do this. She says, hey, babe, isn't it crazy how now everybody knows who Travis Kelsey is? And Julius Randall turned around and said, what? <laughs> Excuse yourself? He was already a two-time Super Bowl champion, like all-world NFL football player. What do you mean he? she put him on the map? You know what I mean? So that's the TikTok trend now where you're late. I, so my wife can't get me because I don't yeah. you know. But no, um, that's that's the deal now. This is taking on life of its own. And according to the Schultz report, she's going to see them play against the Jets. Now, the first one. <laughs> You could question whether it's a media stunt or not. You could you could say, yeah, maybe they yeah, actually did meet, and it all kind of came together in the perfect storm of TMZ and sports. Right. The second one, without a doubt, is now a media event well, when it, in it, the planning and the staging and the prep. Well, now, you know, when you are her, now that her people see that there is some there there, you fresh off a tour where you made $1.6 or whatever the hell it was, and you're staying viral. That's everything in that world, even if she is worth over $700 million. And I'm not saying that they're not really dating, but even if they're not dating at this point, it's just good business. And he <laughs> actually, both. yeah, I, no, it's good business it's good for business. sure. And that's why you kind of wink at it like this. This could or could not right. be real. I, I don't know. But the way he handled it in the podcast, I thought was very gentlemanly. Like, hey, man, yeah, this is huge. And, and, and you know, he, complimented her on how everybody after her, you know her time in the press box or in the in the, mom, in the suite i loved her mom approved so she was obviously good with the folks with the peoples and you know that's pretty quick to have her meeting your mom now has anybody checked on miss mahomes now there's that <laughs> is, is she okay is she still the first lady she's still the first lady right you know, I had She's a new. Still res- the first lady. I will say that coming into the summer, my opinion of her and the and the Mahomes and his brother and all that was kind of like, yeah, this oh, is the brother this is gonna no be a time. mess. I have no time for the brother. But after watching that quarterback special on Netflix, I don't have the, the as much distaste for her as I. Had. I like Brittany. I mean, I like Miss Mahomes. She's cool. Yeah, is her so, name Brittany. It is. It is. It is yeah, I like Miss Mahomes. So, um, but I can't not get past. She did act like she was the queen bee of the Chiefs. She did. And she is. And has every I right to do so. I get it. She's mama chief. She got she got the she got now, little baby Patrick's running around. Yeah, but now the the spotlight hits her second. Well, Taylor has to do a TikTok with her to make like, you know, if you're Travis, what you do is, "Hey, babe, 
going to make Britney feel like she's a yeah, part of Yeah, do something, something. You know? Yeah, I got you. Maybe Go hang out with her. Have a drink with her. Ask her if she wants to come up and sit with you. Throw her a couple hundred thousand followers. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Just say, hey, everybody follow Britney. You know, post her on your story. <laughs> it's amazing. It's crazy how we talk now, right? That little effort. That post her on your story. Can you imagine? That 30-second effort will turn into a million impressions. It, it matters. It does matter, and like, it's hard to fathom. Feel, make, you got to make the first lady feel comfy. I'm just so glad that Taylor Swift here was here to pull the NFL out of their media doldrums. I mean, but the only thing is, I can we get her at a good game? She's had the Bears, and now she gets Zach Wilson. Well, <laughs> when did the, Pull up the Chiefs schedule. When did they play somebody that's worthy of Taylor Swift's again, presence? Again, I can't. The cynic in me goes, so the game that they're scheduling to go to is just about the biggest dog game out there. There's some other dogs playing, two dogs playing each other when you talk right. about Denver and Chicago, which has its own merits. But this should be an ass-kicking of, of uh, extrapolation. Oh, it could be 70 to nothing. Yeah, because it's it's bad up there. Yeah, with the New Jets. York is is, is that uh, game imploding. in New York? If that game is in New York, of course Taylor's in the box. It's in New York. Yes, oh, you, you think that oh, this okay. is not a media planned, scheduled Sunday night football too. on oh. Sunday night? Oh, they're gonna whisk her in. She'll have a crew dedicated to her. The helicopter's gonna land hey, at the fifty. Can we do a? What do you do? You think there's a prop on BetUS of how many times? NBC goes to her. Oh, I guarantee you, we'll have to find a, somebody. Some book will have a Taylor Swift appearances on national TV. Disease and cancer. So this. It's O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake me up! Oh, wake me up! Wake up! Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. Oh. left hand oh. slam. I want some rapsies. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I guess excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. We've got a lot to get into. This is Rudy. I'm Rob. That's Easy e on the other side of the popcorn-smelling double-pane glass. Uh, Jerry spoke. We're about to hear from him. He's going to talk about the offense, the red zone. You're going to really uh, – a very it's, – it's Jerry being uh, the general manager Jerry, not the owner Jerry, not the spinning Jerry, but uh, talking about his team. Uh, coming out of practice yesterday, you just mentioned it in uh, training camp uh, – on uh, training camp, in uh, the, the practice report. Biotish, hamstring – did he work over on the side? Yeah, Biotish, Tyron Smith, and Zach Martin all worked off to the side with the rehab group yesterday at practice. So they I don't know what that as, means. They did not participate in practice. They worked on the side. Uh, Chuma Adoga did participate but was limited. Uh, CeeDee Lamb uh, didn't practice, but this is due to rest along with Demarcus Lawrence. They're not saying anything other than that. And Zach and Tyron both uh, DNP but did work off on the side. Um. Not good news. No, that's not, that isn't good news. But yeah, I guess only one thing we can do, right, is ask Coach Mike McCarthy tomorrow, and you can hear him right here at six forty-five. Yeah. San Antonio Sports Star. Last now week, he ain't gonna tell us the truth, but he was a little over optimistic last yeah, week. Yeah, you know what? Maybe he wasn't, you know, fibbing as my mom. My mom didn't allow us to say lying. We we weren't allowed to say liar. He was. He wasn't fibbing, Rob. 
He just was overly uh, optimistic. See, I always pictured a fib as just a polite way of just not, I don't want to deal with it. I'm not trying to get around anything. I just don't want to deal with I'm it. Just a lie is just a patented, uh, I'm not going to tell you. But is withholding truth lying? Uh, it's a fib. It's the same. <laughs> okay. A fib okay. is better than a lie, but they're both bad. If okay. That's the way. Uh, Jerry talked about his offense, and, and really we talked about this offensive line, and it is worthy of discussion. There's reasons and excuses for failure. And this is a little bit of both. Jerry talked about how the line affected the game the other night. They sure did, and they sure did, and they will, always will. And uh, that's uh, those are the adjustments. Mm-hmm. And uh, it uh, makes sense. You lose key players at key spots, and you try to compensate for it another way. Uh, does that leave you open for some mentals? Uh, uh, it can do that on both sides of the ball. It did on both sides of the ball uh, Sunday. You did make adjustments, and they uh, they are there. Uh, again, I emphasize on both sides of the ball. Mm, both sides. Yeah. Jerry speaking to the fan yesterday, 105.3 the fan. So he kind of, you know, and a lot of times when Jerry speaks and McCarthy speaks and, and Steven speaks, it seems like sometimes they're kind of on the same page, but at the same time not on the same page. From what I gathered from McCarthy post game after the Cardinal game and then what Jerry said right there, Maybe there is some truth to they're on the same page for once so as far as like, look, the play calling Rudy, since you want to start stuff, had nothing to do with my trust of Dak. It had <laughs> everything to do with the offensive line is why I called the plays the way I did. You don't have to, you know, try to read between the lines, Mr. J. The the idea of adjustments mm-hmm. and the mentals. It, it was bigger than mentals. Just, yeah, I like that. Me uh, too. It was bigger than the adjustment for the offensive line for one game. This entire offense, the entire offensive line, the scheme that they, the overarching scheme, the play calling, the players, these were also a bunch of adjustments that were put into play over the offseason. He talked about these adjustments and his quarterback and what his new responsibilities are. The answer is yes. You have limited things that he used to be doing. Mm. You have limited that. Uh, But on the other hand, we have uh, made what we are doing uh, more uh, doable for him. And so uh, I think that offsets. Uh, that throw at the end of the game, uh, uh, that throw's intended for, uh, for the very back of the end zone high. Uh, it was low and it was in the middle. And, of course, you saw players all around it. My point is you have uh, answers. He has answers and he has capability to – make those kinds of plays when it's on the line in the future. So you say, boy, should you be worried about the ability to uh, uh, get it in in a situation like that? Uh, You always are. Red zone is a challenge. But I think we will execute that play you saw at the end better next time. Uh, We've got a chance to. We've got the talent to. We've got the quarterback to. And so uh, I'm not dismayed by that. I'm sorry we didn't do it that time but i'm not dismayed it's supposed to be high and at the back he threw it low and in the middle and a bunch of players around it <laughs> so not even close uh, like damn <laughs> i don't think he meant for that to sound as bad as it did <laughs> but it sounded pretty bad but again you know we praise myself included we praise sirianni for putting Jalen in position to be better but when mccarthy and shoddy are trying to do the same for Dak. 
we criticize Dak for it instead of just being like, hey, they're just trying to put him in the best position to be successful. Yeah, but they you see did, what I'm saying? Well, no, like, but, we, I think we're whole. That's when the, that's when people like you know Minix feel like we're unfair to Dak. Well, no. Uh, well, okay. You see what I'm? Does, I, I does get that what make you're sense? saying. Okay, but the reason Jalen Hurts didn't go through what Dak's going through is Jalen only been here a year. You know what I mean? Two. Uh, yeah, two. They, it, it was two. Well, whatever. I mean, yeah, he I got, been I, I know here. We didn't saying, know right. who Jalen was. They saw it and behind the scenes put together an offense. Dak, on the other hand, we have six years of starting experience. Seven. seven. And we looked at it after seven years and go, no, nah, that's okay. not it. You know what? You brought me back. You know what <laughs> you I mean? Like, what? no, this is what you've been doing. Seven years. And no, we need to change everything. Where Jalen, they start like, this is who you are, and this is what we're going to do. This is a fundamental shift. And, of course, with all of this, I'm I'm starting to worry for Dak's mental health on this. No, are you being serious? I'm being very serious. I mean, not mental health. No, but, no, no. I mean, like, I mean? are you starting to worry about his... He was his, a little surly the other day. It was about his judgment and his out there thinking. And, you know, the interception thing with, uh, was it Archer that started the fight? That or? was Archer because it was it was a game where he didn't throw picks. Like, hey, how's it feel to go back-to-back game and not throw so a pick? And he's like, what about you before that? No, no, what about no, you no, before no. that? So you're starting to get those snapbacks. And then you hear his owner just now. Oh, we wanted high and outside, and we expect that to be better on his good. now very limited offensive responsibility plate. Because we've taken away limited. half of that, and then what we did leave, that part of responsibility that we kept with him, we made it super simple. We kissed it. Well, see, this this is how we get around. This is how we handle tomorrow then. You know, Mike McCarthy, 645 tomorrow, Rob. Jerry said, <laughs> then it's, <laughs> no, hey, Jerry said, you know, if if I say Jerry said, it's different than me being like, hey, man, I uh, combed through what you said in postgame, and I feel like you don't trust Dak. That's a whole different answer than Jerry I, said y'all are limiting Dak. You know, when you, you – it's about how you answer, ask it's the question, about right? about how you ask it. So Jerry said is immediately going to have a response like, oh, he did. Well, you know, we will not get a, an answer. But the fact remains – if we ask him to explain exactly what he wants his quarterback to do. And I like, think it's a fair question. Tell me. Tell me what, what, where are the limits. How far are you going to let him go? What is the play call that you go, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do this on third down because turnover. he can't. And due to the fact that he introduced us to the phrase turnover worthy plays. And how much are you staying away from them? And where, where are you at percentage wise on having to call turnover worthy plays? Because I feel like that last one, like Jerry, I, that last interception is Dak having to do something with the ball. Mm-hmm. They're down 12. He had to let it go. So I'm not blaming him for that one. You know, but but for Jerry to go, it's supposed to be high and at the back, and he threw it low in the middle around a bunch of players. We like, damn. We expected like, that better. <laughs> somebody get Trey Lance a condo. Let him, let him have a place to live, man. He's got a lot of well, places to live. Jerry, why don't you let him move in with you? Yeah. You Jerry got, got a guest house. You got space back there yeah. in Highland Park. Yeah, there's room. Uh, there's room in a Pac-12 if you want to go there. Uh, Pac-12 is down to two teams, and this small conference is a hiccup. It's a problem for those of us that are looking for an expanded playoff. We're going to get to that in just a couple minutes. And we have What's a up? rather unique idea yes, on we how do. to fill out the Pac-12. I think you're going to like it. I think Agreed. you're going to enjoy it. Uh, we'll be right back. This is R&R. 
and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Jim Rome here. And back in the military city of San Antonio. Weekdays at noon on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. I love the theme. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy and Rob. I like that music, too. I do, too, man. Nothing sets a table than a proper intro song. <laughs> uh, we're we're problem kind of, solvers, Rob. We're we not. We don't. We don't dwell on solutions here, right? And there's there's a lot of college football talk going on. So we've got um, we got a, a Pac-12 conference with only two teams, uh, and because the Pac-12 next year will only have two teams, the ramifications of this are huge, right? Because we're in this waiting period for this expanded playoff that's going to open the doors for. Uh, teams to get in that would have never gotten in, especially now that you've got 16, 17 team conferences that were all, you know, the way it would be set up. The original ideal idea for a 12 team playoff was be, would be conference champions from five, a, a representative from the group of five, and then six wild cards. Six, yeah, six two lost teams. In. Yeah. Well, that's some bad news because the Pac 12 isn't full. The uh, College Football Playoff Management Committee has shelved any talk of format changes to expand uh, the 12-team field that's going to begin next year. They don't know what's going to happen with the Pac-12, and they don't want to decide, knowing full well, if the Pac-12 evaporates, they'd have to redo the plan, or if the Pac-12 expands somehow in a manner at which where you can expect a viable championship team to come out of a a conference that's yeah. led by Washington and Oregon State. They're essentially so what are the we Mountain waiting West. for? Well, I think that there's a valid idea that Washington State and Oregon State at least deserve a bit of time to see if they can find a way to stay with the big boys. Why why legislate them away? We got a 12 team coming. Yeah, see, I I don't get appeasing the asses despite the masses. Like, why do we got to wait around for the Pac-12 when we know there's nothing that they can bring that is going to move the needle? Like, you go get Fresno State, you go get San Diego State. That doesn't that doesn't help us, our cause, as far as the committee. So clearly, somebody that's still over there at the Pac-12 has some cachet inside of the committee's room because no matter what they do or who they bring, Rob, well, they're not going to be worthy for us to wait around for. The uh, lame duck that is the Pac-12 commissioner, this guy, George Klevikoff, uh, uh, okay. did was at the meetings, and he said, uh, well, he didn't really talk. <laughs> they didn't really come up, and I think you're right. But I do kind of agree. We got a 12-team coming. We know that we've got that first step. At some point, for sure. But we don't want the momentum to die, I don't think. And I get the feeling that if we let because this kind of go away, right now, we're all yeah. going to go, ah, it's good enough as it is. There's been so much change. Why go even any further? But this is the you got to do it when the iron is hot. you got to strike now. So we have... I think we have a pretty good answer for this. I like it. Because the Pac-12 is this wide open. We'll consider it a uh, a wide open conference with, say, 10 spots. We'll say we'll let the Pac-12 be 12 teams. Okay. The uh, the idea of filling the playoff with a championship champion from every conference is one thing. 
But when you've got all of these teams in these super conferences, the, the, the hyper average, the super goods, but not great teams are always going to be left out of the mix. And then the, the, the pecking order goes down to the teams that suck. And then you've got teams like Washington, Washington State, who could now be the only teams on the West Coast with any viable option for high D1 players. But you know what? Washington State could turn in to a powerhouse in two years just because nobody in California wants to play in the snow. And they want mama to come see them when they come in wherever they might be going. So they, we don't know. So why don't we set aside 10 spots for the bad teams or an area for good teams to go if they suddenly get good? Okay. So why don't we start relegating? Let's copy the, the, Soccer. the Euros. And if you're awful, you need to go away. You're a detriment to yourself and everybody else. So we have seen bottom three. Let's the, say bottom three bottom from each three, conference, from the do, power fives, though. We right? have a 12 team conference that will allow you to go and rebuild in a year and also give you a, a continued opportunity to maybe squeak into a playoff. We saw Colorado bring in 86 dudes over a year. <laughs> we, we know imminent turnarounds are possible. That's fair. But at the same time, consistent good efforts should give you an opportunity to go play with the big boys. So maybe you can rise out of what would be a Pac-12. And you win that thing, guess what? You're you're a brand new member of the SEC, at least for or the Big Ten. You, we'll we'll give you a, a conference where you will land. But if you suck, if you're you bottom go, three, you got to go to the Pac-12. You know, like schools like SMU, who by the very benefit of a massive endowment get to buy their way into the party. You know what? They're going to ACC. TV be damned. We're going to the ACC. Well, you know what? SMU, if you can't fight the big dogs and you got all this money, guess what? You're last place in the ACC football. You're going to be playing against lesser teams next year. You're in the way. You can stay in the conference. You can play in the basketball thing. But when it comes to football, ain't nobody want to see you. Your team sucks. So I'm looking at it. If, you know, we did our relegation plan. Two-year relegation, by the way. Yeah, Purdue is gone. Yep. They got to go to the Pac-12. Go play in the sun. Um, (laughs) Nebraska's out of here. Oh, man. Nebraska (laughs) never come back. And from what it seems, it would be Indiana. There you go. And then you'd have Texas Tech. And not a bad conference. Texas Tech, Baylor, and OK State. As Texas it sits Tech, right Baylor, now, OK State, State, Indiana. Y'all got to go to the Pac 12. That's not a bad conference. That is no worse than the American. What, the AAC or the ACC? AAC. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's about the same par. And they would have a representative in the playoff. Why wouldn't that group of five, why wouldn't we allow a Pac-12 team? It just gives an opportunity, I think, for some of those schools that are in over their depth in 18-team conferences to go and win a couple of football games. I mean, if you look at it from the ACC, if we stuck with relegation right now because of this a down year. Wake. Boston College, Clemson, and Virginia. So Clemson, Clemson, Clemson would have to go to uh, to the Pac-12 for a couple years. Couple years, got to go, and you got to win your way out. It's not like you just get to come back. Hey, it works for soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. And you don't have to be champs. You got to be five hundred. You know what I mean? You don't have to get all right. the way back, but you're going to have to prove and have an idea that you're you're a viable football because this is it. This is about for like, us. This is all all about the fan. I kind of like this relegation plan. I like being a problem solver. I hate dwelling on, you know, yeah, I like being a solution guy. I hate dwelling on the problem. What, in your mind, uh, for find a solution for the Pac-12, legitimately? What, what do you do here? I, I can't yeah. figure out an answer. You, you, 
you die gracefully. I Just think let I think, it go and like I think the Southwest the, Conference. Yeah, I think of the movie Troy. What they're doing right now is you've you do you've agreed to fight to the death. You're about to die, and you run back into the castle. Uh-huh. That's what that's what the Pac-12 done. Y'all run back into the castle. No, die soldiers' death. Die on your shield, Pac-12. You've meant a lot to this game. This got you got you're holding up the 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 12 team tournament. Your conference is dead. Die with some grace. Die with some dignity. I'd rather die. What is it? Die on my feet than live on my knees. Yeah. You're living on your knees right now, Pector. What are we like? What? So San Diego State, Fresno State, uh, everybody from the Mountain West. That's who y'all are waiting on Pretty to come much. and save you. Pretty much. Come on, Rob. I I, I agree. But who's come to on, say? Man. But who's to say that that San uh, Diego State can't become Rob. Oregon? I remember as a young man, Oregon sucked balls for 20 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they were terrible. Yeah. Oregon was a joke in the Pac-12. No one cared. And they turned on the juice, and for the last 20, they've mattered. But they have Phil Knight. Well, who's to say that there's not a Phil Knight in San Diego State? Right. Who's to say there's not someone out there? I just can't imagine leaving the West Coast to itself, that the only place that the great talents on the West Coast can go to play and stay home would be UCL, USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. Or if they wanted to go and travel to play in... I mean, you're still playing I, in Cali. You're you just are, playing in a different conference. But you're only playing in Cali half the time. Because y'all been split you're up. Going, you're going to right. play games in the snow in December. You know. So if you're, if you're the Pac-12, okay, what? Uh, San Jose State? Hawaii? Colorado State, UNLV, Air Force, Fresno State, Boise State. Yikes. Yes. All right. That's the like go rob the Mountain West. There's just now Boise State, I believe I can I like Boise put, State. Put, they they've Air shown, Force is four, no. <laughs> you know, I, no disrespect to a Fresno military State Academy, is right twenty fifth. And there, yeah. there, there is some there there. And I can understand if I'm part of the Pac twelve or if I'm part of this larger power structure that's trying to decide you know playoffs and national champions uh your eagerness to move on but i can't imagine just leaving the west coast off and it's the same way the nfl and every professional uh organization has looked at the west coast my gosh the number of rooftops and the amount of money and the fact of the matter is most of the time they don't even care at all they don't they're not gonna watch college football there's a reason why the pac-12 dissolved is the fandom just ain't there the, the best they could find was a subscription for their TV deal was for them to go sell subscriptions for Apple TV. That's the best deal they could find. That's why I said die on your shield. Well, I'm not even sure that shield's big enough to keep. Yeah, man, this is bad. This is Orlando Bloom and Troy running back into the castle and having his brother go fight his fight. Like, come on, Pac-12, don't be Orlando Bloom and Troy. Fight your fight. Coming back. Go away. Dame's leaving the West Coast, too. Heading to Milwaukee. Huge deal went down yesterday. Three teams, lots of players and ramifications that'll travel through for the next couple of years. Is there still some room for the Spurs to jump in on this? Mm. Is it too late? They don't want it. They don't either. I agree. They but don't they, want it. The league changed. We're going to tell you how coming up next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Talk. 
It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. That's Rudy. Hey, head out to Slackers today. Hope you have the perfect combination of good greasy food, the food truck right there on the side. Yeah. A drink, whatever it might be. And a perfect fade in the golden tea ball. It's hard to attain. <laughs> but if you can get that perfect fade, you might actually win a foursome to our golf tournament on Monday. That's what's going on today at Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar out at the uh, North Star locale right there on Rector. Uh, the golden tea tournament starts at 6. The blitz starts at 2. Fun will be had by all. Come out. They've got... That, we've also got some uh, four-pack to go see the SmackDown WWE coming to town. That's tonight, Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar. Uh, Rector location for our favorite bar, Slackers. It's going to be fun tonight. Head out there. Then we got the after party, uh, the golf tournament at the uh, the 281 one, right? So it's the Slackers filled, what, four or five days? The finest bathroom in all the land. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Dollar Dame. Dame Dollar, Dollar Dame, and all the same. Giannis. Dame Dollar, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. New coach, though. The Adrian Griffin up there. New coach. Again, again, the new coach. It's a lot. It's a lot for a new coach. I'm not saying that Bud was the answer for it, but most times, you know, when you when you make a blockbuster trade like this, that's a lot on one's plate. Oh, you're just rolling the ball out. You got yeah, Dame, yeah, you got Freak, <laughs> you got Middleton. What else you got to worry about? You got Brooke Lopez hitting threes and standing down in the paint. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easy coaching against Spo, right? No problem. Uh, to various reach in, we're going to talk about the ramification of Drew Holiday, who had to leave Milwaukee and land in Portland for them to get Dame. Uh, he ain't going to stay in Portland. Uh, he's about to get moved. And I do agree that Drew Holiday would be an, up, an excellent upgrade over Trey Jones if he was a point guard, one. Uh, and two, if he was of the mind to come to a bad basketball team for the next couple of years, which he ain't. And I say that comfortably knowing that he has a one year, he's got one year left on his contract. Whoever does trade for him is going to have to pay him a fair amount of money. And, and the Spurs aren't in the business of paying a really, really good point guard almost $40 million. Is he? You know, he, he I don't he, think he's a point guard. I think he's I a think lead he's a, guard. I, I'll give him a little bit of both. I think he's a point. You think so? I think so. And I think he could. I think he scores the ball. He goes in the post. He's like that Gary Payton type point guard. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. guys in the post. But, uh, two, best two-way point guard in the league for sure. I'll get defensively. Two-way. Yeah, for but sure. But what I will say about him is as good as he is on the court, as much as he means on the basketball side of things, both offensive and defensively, he is one of the highest character cats. Go- that family, the Holiday family, all of them. These guys right. do the things the right way. And universally, every team they've been on has missed them when they left because they bring something. Yeah, I, and think if I'm not mistaken, his wife's on the women's national soccer team. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think she is. Just right? a, I, I've had two. Mary DNA. Just great. Just a good guy. And I hate to say it, Rudy. You ready? 
Oh. He is a Spurs guy. Oh, my God. I thought we were done I with that. I was that way, but, you know, he is. He in is the truest Spurs. sense of the way. He's a Spur. He I is, agree with that. But he won't be. He can't. He won't be. No, no, no. Well, with the, our, our chance at the lottery was Dane. I don't, we don't have a chance at Drew Holiday. I don't think. So the, Portland got Dane. Maybe, I, I would take him. Look, I'm not saying that I wouldn't take him, Rob, but I'm saying I don't know if that we, we we'd be willing to make that happen. And they worked. Portland had they worked to get the Miami deal. They did. You could tell that they let this. I thing, don't think they did. I don't. You don't think so? I think they. I don't think firm they wanted to give offers. him. Yeah, I don't think they wanted to give him what he wanted. And Miami just wasn't going to do it. They just. I think they did everything they could, and I know Dame doesn't like Portland, but I think Portland literally looked at it and did all they could. Yeah, Portland was like, ah, nah, man, y'all gonna give us Jimmy Butler? It ain't enough. We're not backing off. It just ain't enough. And look what they ended up getting. They got a Drew Holiday and a pretty good haul, and they threw Phoenix in, and we had known that Phoenix was probably gonna have to play a role in this because their salary situation, and, and eight it was a, a a problem that needed to be fixed. It's just weird how they ended up doing it. I mean, it seemed like they had a problem with a coach more than anything else. They fired the coach and ended up trading now, away. And if I was Portland, I would. I'd fly Drew out and I'd talk to him and be like, look, man, I I got a young, I got a young whatever he is, whatever Scoot is. I got Aiden, I got Anthony Simmons. I would at least probe to see if I could get him, if I want him to say, I, I would love for Drew Holiday to, for while we're figuring things out, to be Scoot's mentor. Yeah, I, I, try I get to, it. I, before, I, before I just start, all right, let me start working the phones. I'd ask, hey, man, you want to stick around here a year or two? I mean, I, it will be an expiring contract for Portland. What's the rush? That's it. I'm not sure he doesn't start with a Portland uniform on, but I can't see him finishing the season. But the idea that you would just you, – you, you want to stay here in Portland with us? Yeah. I, I, I would at least ask him. I, I can't imagine that you would want to go through that, especially knowing that Philly wants him. The, the, but the thing is, Rob – that doesn't make Philly better. Well, they couldn't. They, they, I mean, well, they did win with Giannis, you know, because Phoenix, you know, choked. But Embiid and Drew Holiday, does that move you? Embiid, Holiday, and Maxi, yeah. It does. I, I think Philadelphia, I, what do you, the clock is ticking. How long before we hear it from Embiid? Do you think it'll be today? I think it will be. It, it, well, it's going to be Monday. You think it'll be Monday? Monday. Uh, media day? Yeah, you got media day. Then James Harden is going to be there. So he's going to be upset because they're going to be asking him questions about Dane. And they're going to be asking him questions about Harden. And then they're going to get to what is Daryl Morey telling you is happening. So I expect mm-hmm. I expect tad bit, a tad bit of, you know, six flags fireworks from Embiid on Monday afternoon. Would you trade Harden for Drew Holiday? No. What about Maxie? You can't have Maxie. I feel he's just about him. I feel like he's, he's their up-and-coming star. I agree. Yeah. And I, I think anything I do is to keep Maxi and Embiid happy. But Embiid has every right today. Normally I get mad at players that come out and go, <laughs> what about me? This team, what he has dealt with, he has every right to come out and say, all right, you got 72 hours, or you won't see me on Monday either. Right. He has every right to do it. And because Philadelphia has completely shelved that. Uh, the the other the third component of this team 
this deal was Phoenix as they I like the, I like them getting Nurkic and Grayson, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's a good get, man. Because Grayson's gonna trip somebody, mm. he's gonna bite somebody, and he's gonna knock down some open threes. That's all they need him for, right? That's a good pick. And Nurkic now, Nurkic is injury prone. But when they have him, that's just like he's got six and he's a foul machine. So he he takes some of the worst fouls I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But now you have a guy that has legit six fouls to guard Joker. And an offensive player. And Anthony he, Davis. And he's and he's got game around the basket. Yeah. He's one of the better big men passers. So I he's going to play a fantastic role with Phoenix. That team will like put up pick. some points. Yeah, I like them. And they got my boy Bo Bowl. Don't forget about Bo Bowl up there in Phoenix. Oh, they're going to get mad at him. <laughs> no, he gonna, see, he gonna piss this, him this off is the thing, cut. Rob. He's around KD and Booker and Bill. They're going to groom him. See, he's been around a bunch of kids, and they don't know how to act. So he's been a little immature punk. You're not going to be able to do that around KD and them. Before we uh, turn the page and start talking about things that really matter, like uh, Taylor Swift going to a football game. In New York. Did you see yesterday Drew Holiday's quote? This was beforehand. I think he already knew. Was this planted? he He said, I'm a buck for life. And I mean that like deep in my heart. I don't want to play for any other team. That was a quote that he gave everybody on I'm, Monday. I'm going to tell you what happened. Drew, because of what you just said, Rob, is such a great guy. Someone in the organization hit him up and said, hey, man, this may be coming down. Let your family know you might be. There's a good chance you could be on the move. There's a good chance. So just buck, you know, buckle your seatbelt and get ready. I think because he's such a great guy, the mole let him know, like, dude, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let you get blindsided by this. I know you're in Turks and Caicos with the family. Yeah. I'm is not that where let, he is? I don't Seriously? know. No, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I know you're on vacation. I know you're with the kids. I know you're busy, but I, I couldn't we have such a good relationship, Drew. I want to let you know there's a good possibility that you're gonna be traded for Dame Lillard tomorrow. And then Drew goes to Twitter. <laughs> Man. So there's no way that's a coincidence. No way. I refuse to believe that. A complete kick in the nuts if that's if it's true. And he had no idea. A complete. That's awful. Hey, the uh you know, you you hear about those guys finding out from like their friends, like, hey man, did you just get traded? And he's calling around, like, what do you mean? No, I didn't get traded. No, they would have told me, you know? So no, nah, they weren't going to do Drew like that. Too good of a guy. Somebody in the organization let him know that they're, that it was really, really close. Mm. And I could appreciate whoever that is. The <laughs> NFL's uh, social media standing has increased significantly over the last <laughs> week as the Taylor effect, the Swifties have attacked, the have attacked, have joined the NFL and grown this thing to Taylor. This is a ridiculous, a ridiculous spinning part of the NFL. It's getting bigger, guys. On Sunday, Taylor Swift is going to attend another football game, prime time in New York. She's going to see the fighting Zach Wilsons. I've seen a lot of things in my NFL fandom. As long as she stays away from Woody Johnson, (laughs) I mean Woody Johnson. We're going to talk about the Swifty effect, and is this legit? You think? Are you saying? Are they really dating? I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not a cynic, but I'm a cynic. We'll talk about it next. You're on R and R. This is ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. You know, as you, as we're going to come back and talk about a a couple of things. We'll be right back. This is R and R.
the way that the the NFL has structured this with with Travis Kelsey, the way that they have let this thing flow, it it, <laughs> it is mind boggling. Milk it, it is. So you got twelve year olds tuned into NFL football. This is a, they've done Nickelodeon, they're doing Toy Story, and then along comes Taylor Swift and saves the day. I, it's just good business. It, I'm it, for it's it. Phenomenal business. But who'd have thought? And I know this is silly. I don't know Taylor like that. No one does. No, I, we me. had no idea. I'm, now, not a fan, I'm not a fan, but I'm not against her. Travis and his brother have a podcast, <laughs> and they were talking yesterday. Travis and Jason, the and, best center in football. And a, a great podcast. Yeah. They, they talk like brothers. And, and to, to, uh, to Kelsey's credit, Travis's. Which one? Travis is okay. the, the, uh, the object of this. The, um, <laughs> he handled it pretty well. Like, you know, from here on out, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. She's bigger than I am. I know what I've benefited yeah, yeah, yeah. from. So basically, okay, I'm addressing it this one time, and that's it. And I'm, it's going to go away. And you know, his brother's like, ha ha ha. Yeah, sure. No, nah, it ain't going away. Let me look. We're announcing it three, four days ahead of time. So it was, they announced, oh yeah, she's coming to the game. This is this is one of those. Think about where the NFL found themselves three weeks ago. They had laid out this NFL schedule with Aaron Rodgers front and center most primetime weeks, whether it's Sunday night, Thursday night, 3 o'clock, whatever. So the very first primetime football game on Sunday night that they get to carry, they're not going to have Aaron Rodgers. In fact, the Jets are a breathing dumpster fire. So how do we fix this? We get Taylor to come. Let's get Taylor to come. And let's announce it three days before. I, I mean, I'm not a cynic. NBC prop bets. I smell prop bets. I'm I'm thinking at least because it's going to be a blowout. I'm thinking at least twelve cutaways. Minimum. We're gonna know where she is before the game. <laughs> We're gonna see the the popcorn box she's leaving in. We're gonna see the yeah the popcorn can that she leaves in. We're gonna see the limo too. We're gonna see. Only thing kickoff. that can make it better is if the Jets pull an upset, which. They can't write this, right? That's part of the ad campaign. That's part of the script. But it is a glorious media event. Do you believe that this is just coincidence? Yes. Okay. I think they're actually kind of dating. Kind of. Kind of. How? How on earth? The same. I mean, look, you and I and Edwin, like when we're first, when we go on our date, we do, we go have some wings, get to know each other. On this level... You go to NFL football games. So, like, this is kind of their, you know, indirect way of dating. Like, it's a different level of dating. You know it what I mean? Is this, a, is, this is Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift. They're, it's, they're not going to go to – they're not going to slackers and have a couple of tequilas, you know? Like, hey, you know, I'll, you know, I'll come to the game, and then after the game we'll go get dinner. There's a really, really nice spot I like in New York. They, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll throw us in the back. We're going to have a nice steak. You can have your uh, pear apple salad and – you know, we 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 could chop it up a bit. It's it's a different level of dating. If this was like June, I'd be down. But because we're in the heart of football, I it's, just it's taken this away seems from so manufactured and so that they kind of met each other and they kind of liked each other, and then everybody's press agent, everybody's handler, from his to hers to the NFL, all kind of stood in the same hallway looking at each other as they're trying to pass time and realized, hey, wait a minute, why don't we talk? Let's 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 figure this out and let's all benefit from this. Well, see, this last week was like genuine, like, hey, I'll go hang out with mom. This week, this thing is coming with perks. This I, week, you know how her dressing room looks before her concert? Mm-hmm. That's what that box is going to be this week. 
Like this is different. This is the NFL's jumped in on this. Like, hey, we're gonna have a car service for you. We'll put you up in the whatever the Ritz Carlton, whatever they have in New York. You know what I mean? Like this is a NFL production now. Now it is. Now Mama it Kel- is. Mama Kelsey, you can come, but I don't need you anymore. <laughs> Do you <laughs> this think is an NFL thing now? NFL has taken over. Is it possible? And I don't think it is. What for this to have occurred? without any of us knowing. Do you think Taylor Swift could sneak in? What? I'm just asking, do you think that they could find a way? Because they snuck her out in a popcorn can. No. That there's big. no way she could too big, too much sneak popcorn. into town. No way. Because as get soon, to the stadium without anybody knowing. Because as soon as she lands at the Clearport in New York, that's where the private jets take on and off from. Paparazzi just hangs out there all day. And then everybody starts putting two and two together. So they, there's no way they could have gotten her into impossible. the stadium, out of the stadium, without anybody knowing. Impossible. Then if this that's the case, Swift. they're inviting the circus. They want the circus. This is all a plan. I, you know, I just wonder when the Chiefs are going to – I wonder when Andy or Patrick's going to say, all right, I, I appreciate their relationship. I respect it. But I'm not taking any more questions. I think we're at critical mass. Especially if there's some kind of crazy jet upset, oh, and then yeah, then the hammer falls, right? And because then Andy Reid ain't talking ain't about happening. it anymore. That ain't happening. And then no, they don't get that, the that, doors blown off. But if you're a cynic like me, the chances of that just rose when she said she was going. Yeah, the Taylor Swift effect. Hey, we're going to continue walk, talking real sports. Coming back, Jerry Jones spoke on a lot of things yesterday that you need to hear. He talked about his offensive line. He talked about his quarterback. He talked about Zeke coming back to town. All of those will be part of the conversation. The Pac-12 is only two teams, but they are the roadblock to the playoff we all want. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, Dame's a buck. And Aiton's a blazer. We'll talk NBA as well. Hang around with us. There's so much to do in so little time. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Thompson. You don't the other way in transition to the back oh, oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R, a Thursday edition, small Friday to you and me. We're glad you're with us today. Dame trade on the docket for sure. We're hearing from Jerry and Micah and a variety of other Cowboys as they prep for New England. And uh, lots of stuff going on around the rest of the NFL we're going to cover. But first and foremost, Jerry spoke to the fan yesterday and really got in depth with his brand new offense that we really haven't seen a lot of. Some of this stuff we've been waiting on Brandon Cooks to get back. Some of this stuff we've been worried about offensive linemen being healthy. But the fact of the matter is the sum total is red zone success has been fleeting. And we haven't seen anything taken off the top. We haven't seen this vertical game that he felt like Brandon Cooks was brought in to bring. Mm-hmm. And Jerry talked about it. I mean, is this a by Vertical. design? Is the verticalness gone because of this new offensive idea of protecting Dak, or is this just a wait and see? Well, he talked about the growth of this offense. Well, it's not. I'd say it's not. It's fair. Uh, on the other hand, do we need to 
take advantage of Cook's speed vertically, that we need to take advantage of Gallup's skills uh, vertically, his ability to go up for the ball uh, vertically. Uh, the answer is yes, and we uh, it's there. We can. Uh, the people, the players can execute it. We know it's there. Uh, we'll have uh, many situations where we'll uh, take the time to do that. But uh, the vertical game is live and well with us. But uh, uh, make no mistake about it, uh, we've got in between the vertical game and the running game, uh, you've got uh, quite a few things we're doing different out there. Hmm. So you are calling plays kind of at limits, Dak, but you're not going away from the vertical. Look, again, I appreciate them answering the questions as honest as possible, but I am a little bit confused. They don't want Dak throwing a deep ball. You sure? No. It, that's Well, well not you, with this offensive line in shambles. No, I think it's an all-in-all kind of thing. I think they want to throw open to open wide receivers. I think they want to – I think when the opportunity is there, it's his third check. I think they'd like to see Brandon Cooks running downfield, but that's this is not the intent. we got three games of this now. And if it wasn't – and Cooks hadn't been healthy. I think there's some of They're that. They're taking a shot or two, and not a lot. A not, shot They're not two. taking Kellen Moore like shots. And they, quite frankly, if you go individual games in vacuums, game one – was in a driving rainstorm and was a pantsing of a team that quite yeah, frankly yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, have yeah. to. Game two, you got out playing, to an early lead. You got well, yeah, yeah. You got out early. Uh, your offensive line was in trouble. Uh, you probably weren't in as big a trouble as you thought by McCarthy's estimation. And they, I think, they just kind of forgot about it. I think they just got in a situation where there are other things that they were successful with. Between the twenties, they didn't have to worry about throwing it deep. They were moving the ball. And the other thing about that game, Rob, and that makes me scratch my head. This thing, this this whole thing with the refs. Normally, when your team, you can tell that your team is like you know a little bit on edge about the refs. You go in and you say, "Hey, we can't worry about the refs. We got to do what we do." But McCarthy and Jerry. Had a meeting prior to the game about this 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 referee crew, and I can't believe it. And then now I it kind of makes sense as to why CD acted like a child on Sunday. What's crazy is we knew walking in the game, we saw the crew that was out there, and uh, just uh, and visiting with Mike before the game, we knew there were going to be a lot of penalties. Whew. We knew there were. This crew throws flags. And so uh, uh, they were going to be, but they'll throw them on both sides, and obviously. And so uh, uh, we knew that. Uh, did that factor in? I don't know. All of those things are hovering there for you to think about. And there's no question the timeliness of those crews. I really don't know if a, uh, a high flag game uh, helps the lesser team. Mm. Uh, it very well could. It's like mm. uh, we've always assumed that bad, bad, inclement weather will um, uh, help the lesser team. You've always assumed that and thought that. Uh, I don't know if it's the case or not on penalties, but uh, certainly they were a factor out there. Uh, but uh, uh, they got theirs too. I, I, you know what? There, 
when you're playing a bad team and you get flagged 16 times, it does help the lesser team in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, so 11 times in the first half. I mean, yeah, they got – So they cleaned it up in it, the second half. It kept them close. But you brought it up. I I get the sense that they came in. They came in worried about for it, ready for it, and are thinking, okay, I'll get this flag because they're they're throwing flags right and left. We don't in the NFL. It's always a singular call that we worry about. It's not the the volume. It's, it's not the crew that rolls in the over officious jerks that are gonna. Have the manual open, the playbook, and the, oh, you, you you broke rule C section seven, and I don't normally call this flag, but we're we're gonna throw the. When you come in with that, and you talk about the NFL trying to be you know TV friendly and the way they handle spots and you know you got other games following right. and you got a bunch of stuff going on, there are time limits. I'm surprised the NFL has a crew that everybody knows is over. I thought that was only the NBA. Exactly. I, I don't. You don't really hear this much in the NFL, but then again, you know, we only cover the Cowboys, so I, I don't. I, I've I've never really heard that, and and for Jerry to go in and say, "Well, we knew it was going to be a lot of penalties. You knew it was going to be sixteen a lot." Well, there's something about talking about the refs after a loss that just it don't so, sit well just, with your spirit. It, it, yeah, it just you can't you can't do that. If you're going to talk about the refs, you better talk about them before the game. Well, him, Jerry and Mike did. Well, I'm saying to me. Oh, you're talking to the media. You better come out and say, oh, by the way, we just saw the ref pulls, and these guys throw a lot of flags. I I, I think if you're going to bring it up. And he's, he walked the line to where he's not going to get fined. But And, and who's to say? Because I heard Micah say this, too. Now Jerry doubled down. Why are we saying that the Cardinals are the lesser team? Well, they why why are, why are they the lesser team? I think we're going to find out. That, what? I think that we're going to find out that they're better than we thought they were. I right. think we, I, uh, well, certainly the Cowboys who, was proven, but I think in the grand scheme, the Cardinals are a better football team all the way around. But it doesn't matter what the what is real; it's the perception and right. the perception of the <laughs> team. The was, was they were zero and three, had lost to the uh, to the uh, Commanders. Had given up a twenty point lead to the Giants, zero and two. They were the lesser team, and the refs came in and, and called a home game, home cooking kind of game. It felt like their running back was just as good. Their quarterback was better, and the Cowboys accepted the fact that flags were going to be called and expected the fact that they were going to oh, get the benefit. CD acted like a little brat. CD owes a game. Like you know, sometimes when you walk in the locker room, hey guys, last Sunday it was that was on me. I got to be better than that. I got to be a leader. I got to play through that stuff. I got y'all this week. That should be what CD's battle cry was on Wednesday when they got back to practice yesterday. That was on me Sunday, fellas. I didn't do a good job of getting separation. I let the reps get to me. I'll be better this Sunday. Be- count on it. Did you feel that way from Micah? It yes. Is. I did. Micah's always accepting of when he doesn't play well. He's a, he's a very He holds himself and his team accountable, and I can appreciate that. I'm not sure that that he didn't take accountability. CD didn't. No, no, I'm, I'm not, not saying, I'm not he, saying he didn't. I'm just saying that should have been what he said yesterday when they returned back to the facility. But Micah owned it from the get go. Yes, always, and he, uh, to maybe to the detriment of the team. I mean, he came out and like, yeah, we, we we didn't hustle, we didn't run, we didn't hit, and we in the red zone wasn't successful. We got issues. I mean, he talked about it openly and honestly to the point where to the podcast and then to the media because see I didn't know how Micah was going to be with the media now that he started this Micah on edge 
You know, because when you got your own platform, what do you need us for? But he was still pretty good yesterday. And, and well, can you continue to be as long as they're losing? <laughs> you know, that's what he, it's really easy to get that right kind of peak there. The the idea of of talking, even talking about officials. Hey, man, Pop and Phil Jackson used to do it all the time. Pop would come, hey, Tim Duncan's the best power forward to ever play. He only shoots two free throws. Are you kidding me? True. You see what I'm saying? Phil True. Jackson. Well, Shaq's getting beat up down low. Is it, uh, you know? And then in the NFL, Rob, they don't talk about it. They send tape. Yeah. That's that's a that's a thing. Like, hey, this team, like, okay, let's say, they, for example, they're playing the Patriots. And the Patriots defensive line is known for holding offensive linemen so their linebacks can make tackles. When the Cowboys see that on tape, they send it over to the league office and then the refs look for it. That's what they do in the NFL. They send over video of the of the of the little stuff that teams do in the trenches. But it's too late by that point. Yeah. You know, I mean <laughs> No, I'm saying before the game. Ahead of time, yeah. but, but it's too late after to bring it up. It, you yeah, know, you I gotta agree. bring it you I'm sure they did send tape. Oh yeah. And I'm sure that they I would like to think they made the league know. That hey man, these refs, they suck. These refs, I don't know if they suck against everybody else, but against us, there's a lot of flags. We're there used was, to it. There was 24. The Cowboys got flagged 18. I mean 16, and the uh, Cardinals eight. So 24 flags, which can make a game go from three hours to 3:30, 3:40. Hey, coming back, let's hear from Micah. We talk all about right. his podcast and all the things that he says, but. <laughs> Some of the stuff that when you hear a player take ownership, you appreciate as he you has. like Micah. I really do. I, I, I like him to the extent I think he's being given too much leeway. I think uh, his availability to the press at some point will be a point of a, a, an issue. He's, that Dray- he will, he's he, Draymond. He will sit in front of Jerry at some point. And, and there will be a discussion as to how far we go. But let's go how far we can. Hearing from Mike, I talk about adjustments that need to be made, how far the players need to go, and everything that is required to beat a New England team that's coming home with a fr- with a familiar face. Zeke's coming home, and there might be plans for him. We're talking Cowboys next. Hang around. This is R&R. And you're on 94.1 uh, San Antonio Sports Star. It's Thursday. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at noon. I love San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1, San Antonio's Sports Star. Welcome back to San Antonio's Sports Star. Top of the morning to Wall. Weekend beginning the right way. The Slackers uh, Sports and Arcade Bar will play host the Rector location. We'll play host to our Golden Tee Tournament. It's your last opportunity to win a chance to play golf with us on Friday. Not a chance. You'll win. You will be playing with us. Uh, the winner of our Golden Tee Tournament tonight will have a foursome to come play tournament uh, golf with us on Monday. It is time for our San Antonio Sports Fall Classic you out at olympia hills the fun starts at nine and it goes all day long brought to you of course by the law offices of jesse hernandez we call him the texas chocolate you just need to call him when you need him flight by yingling twin peaks renewal by anderson meritage homes and don't forget the post party that'll be at one of the other slackers the one at 281 and thousand oaks afterwards where the blitz will be sitting comfortably and everything will benefit the lupus foundation of america the lone star chapter come out and see us come out and play that's Monday. Come out and see us tonight. You got a. Uh, 
bring your new clubs out there. I got to hit. You those got a things, brand new man. set they're of clubs. They're pretty and they're shiny and there's no scuffs on the bottom. I haven't broken anything. It <laughs> rips still got some stick to them. You know, it's the golf. Have bag. you hit them at all? Oh, you in the backyard? I hit, right? I've hit my five iron with some of those cheapy plastic balls, and then I had one golf ball that Did I crank it sent into your it neighbor's house a mile away. I don't know who I hit. But it was straight down the road, man. I, that was down the road. I, I don't know. Let's <laughs> not bring that up. I, I I have a feeling, and this is just a. I have no proof uh-huh. that there's a target range close to me that my neighbors used to shoot, like guns. Like, yeah, I think they shoot guns. So okay. I'm hitting I, a golf I, I didn't ball know if you meant golf. Yeah, well, if they shoot guns, so you can hit a golf yeah, ball. I don't yeah. feel so bad. Even though if you get hit by a golf ball, it might feel like a gunshot. If you're playing our pro football pick'em contest, as we all are, don't forget to get your picks in. We got a game tonight. Uh, if you haven't begun that, go to pledges in second. I think he is too. SASportsStar.com is the place to go. Uh, we've got everything you need uh, for your pro football pick'em contest and prizes to go along with it. A awesome tickets is going to offer a thousand dollars toward your ultimate sports experience. That's the local part, and somebody local going to win that fifty dollars gift card every week to Five Oaks Ace Hardware. I saw Jason Minix out there the other day. I don't know if Jason knows what to do in a in a hardware store. Wow. I'm just saying. Wow. That's a guy that had to call you know somebody what? to put together his Traeger. I'm I just see. saying. <laughs> what are you doing in a hardware store, Minix? What exactly are you buying? Did your lovely wife send you out there for some tools? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Shots fired. Nah, see, he, the nah, thing he don't, about he don't Minix, know what he's doing there. He freely admits it. It's a point of pride to him. Oh, yeah. He I, I don't use tools. Yeah. I pay people to use tools. I wish I was there. But he does have a trunk organizer from AARP. Does he really? I saw, yeah, because on Friday nights, we take the equipment back to his car, and he opens the trunk on this beautiful, beautiful vehicle. And there's this trunk organizer there. And I'm no, just like, he yes, he does. He has the trunk organizer in there from AARP. Is it organized? It's really organized. Does he have a roadside hazard kit available to him at any time? First aid. Of course. Extra pair of draws. Uh, a couple pairs of, uh, again. A couple pairs of glasses. His roadside it's, emergency it's really nice. kit is his phone. What he ain't doing nothing. You think he gonna get out and change a tire? I'm not either. I'm not getting. I'm not changing no tire. That's what I pay for roadside for. I'm not changing the tire. It is 2023, and I'm paying someone to do that. So you would sit two hours on the side of the road rather than spending five minutes to go out and change the tire. Absolutely. Oh my god. Really? I mean, I'm not, I'm all for having somebody else do it, but I ain't waiting two hours. Well, look, if they tell me it's going to take two hours, it's clearly not. Who is going to come any quicker? Have you ever had somebody show up quick? I, I've never called, but I've had to wait on a tow service, and it's never. Oh, we'll be right there, Mr. Thompson. <laughs> yeah, it normally like, takes a while. It's never been that. Well, this is the thing, though. Like, okay, in fairness to me, when the one time that I did have a flat here, I had a car that you don't. They didn't. I couldn't change it. The, the the lug nuts had a lock thing, and they don't want you changing it. They want you. To, they wanted me to spend five hundred dollars on their tire, and there was no spare in that said vehicle. I won't go into that. I I'm, I have. I'm traumatized by that car. I I took great pride in training. I know my how to sons train. I know how to, to change, change a, a flat. Look, I know. I know you do. No, I'm talking to Cowboy Suck on YouTube. Says just say you don't know how to change a tire. No, my my pops taught me how to change a tire. I mean, yeah, so I know how to change a tire. I just pay a monthly fee for people to do these things for me. Uh, well, I pay the fee so my wife doesn't have to do it. 
I pay the fee, so my. So you want to get out on the highway and be I that have, guy? I've done it and I, get taken I, out by a texting driver, dude. I, you know we do text and drive. I, I'm now. with you. I'm with you. But I also go <laughs> start the stopwatch, baby. Let's see if we can get this done under five minutes. <laughs> you just, you just, why? I, I go wire. NASCAR on this. All right, baby. Don't even stop the car. <laughs> I can get this thing changed in five minutes. Well, Ready? Hey. Hack. I think it is a there is a bit of manliness, sexiness to it, right? You I, know what I mean. Like your wife kind of looking at you, like "Good job, baby." Yeah, I love I got, you know, I I, you. it's something to that. Now, if I have to open the hood, there ain't nothing going to happen then. <laughs> no, oh, no, I'm no, going to no, no, look no. like I know what I'm doing and talk about nardinals and scroggins and lines and stuff, but I can't fix that. So, yeah. But if I can get under the flat, man, I'm, that's the, about the manliest thing I got left in my life. Now, see, I don't know if, because see, I don't have a lift on my truck. But I don't know if I could change it on my truck because it's like yeah. that jack's got to be pretty you know, high. When, when I had, you see a, what I'm saying? When I pickups, you almost have to go get one of those better jacks. Just they yeah, that, that real jack yeah, the, that they got at the tire the shop, the one that weighs about 100 pounds. You got to almost have that that little scrolly thing that ain't see? gonna work out very well. But I remember when I had a flat and I didn't change it, you made San Antonio come after me. <laughs> Like that lasted was like six months. Road. It was literally <laughs> in, my in your garage, in your driveway, dude. I mean, there's no excuse. And you left town. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It was uh, bad. That's back in the San Antonio sports star lore. It's in the manual. We don't go back on things like that. But that was one of the funniest things that I have yeah. ever dealt with. And, and another thing, we just dealt with flats a whole lot long, more back then. Right. Tires are better now. A hundred times better. I don't know how many flats I had back in the eighties. Tires were pieces of crap, man. We had flats all the all time. the time, right? Or is it was because where the city was under construction? No, nah, it's just the quality of. T- I think tires are just, just better. better. Just, I mean, there was no s- run flat. Oh, get from that, God, I, that, that was, is. Yeah. Oh man, run flats are the best, man. Because this way, you know, you could get to your, you could get to a, you know, at least a pump or something. My wife ran on a run flat for like two hundred miles. Really? Yeah, she was like, what is this? I was like, you got a flat. <laughs> She's like, she well, this know. light's been on for like a week. Like that little half thing that looks like a, a little jet. That's your tire. You've got a flat. She goes, I look. I see a flat. Like you're flat. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's because those run flats, it's tough to tell. No, you can't. So I checked and there was like two, two pounds of pressure. I mean, it was legit flat. She'd been on it for two weeks. Damn. Now, see, I'm not that bad. Well, she, uh, she probably doesn't. Yeah, I hope she's not good. listening. No, I'm sure too. there was an extenuating circumstances. Thompson. Hey, uh, we woke up. Uh, well, we got home from work yesterday with some huge news from uh, the NBA. Dame got traded. Micah spoke as well and worthy of listening. So we're going to hear from both Micah. We're going to talk about the Dame trade, the effects of the NBA. How does it affect the Spurs in particular? And is there a deal to be made with the wreckage that is all these players that moved around? We're looking closely at that. But coming back, let's talk directly and hear directly from Micah Parsons. Let's do it. He's due. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 645 and 9 with r in the morning. Do you like a certain amount of chaos? Conflict is good. Yeah. Yes, I guess I do. You know, I like healthy chaos. I don't like the BS. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game. Presented by AA Best Bail Bonds. And 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R and R in the morning on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It's R and R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. We wake to huge news. It went down yesterday afternoon. Dame Lillard is now a Milwaukee Buck. 
Uh, we'll discuss the ramifications of that deal in just a couple of minutes. But first, let's talk uh, Dallas Cowboys with Micah Parsons, the best player on that team. And, you know, the attempt to be uh, called the best player in all of football as he chases the league MVP. You, you know, losing to a bad football team is no way to go get an MVP. Even if Fair. it's your, not your Fair. fault. You just Fair. can't lo- You can't be on a losing team, uh, especially losing to bad teams early on, and be considered a most valuable player. He talked about what's going to be required and the adjustments that are going to matter. You know, it's not so much about, um, about what they do to me. It's about how I react to it. Mm. So I'm not really worried about how people – challenge me i know it's always a face and it's always a challenge of different ways of scheme whether it's screens draws run away want to do sprint pass away from me things like that it just matters about how good i play and how i react to it so i don't really get phased about it i just try to stay patient i know my time's coming you know you just got to take it as you know just take it with the game you know no one's gonna, just gonna let me pass for whatever time's the game and just say hey mike if you can win just win you know like, that's just not the reality. So I just got to be patient and just wait for my opportunities and Mike, make it my game, you know? Mike, a very stoic response. I like that theory. I like that theory. Like, I don't care what scheme or anything that they throw at me. It's about how I react to it. I, I, I can appreciate that. A mature beyond his years. For attitude. sure. For I sure. mean, the, the, that's a guy who understands exactly how good he is. I'm good enough to react to any of it. I just got to be prepared to react. I respect that. And, I like Micah. Uh, more and more, he is growing into the leader that we want him to be above and beyond just the athletic prowess that he comes into it. But he also realizes that, you know, we can talk about scheme, we can talk about plan, we can talk about prep, but at the end of the day, the coaches can only take you so far. I think, you know, the coaches can only do so much. They can put the scheme together, but it goes out to the players. Um, I guarantee every person in that locker room is hungry and ready to fix it. Because as soon as we lose, we're like, man, what happened? we like, this happened. Hey, how are we going to fix it? And that's from everyone, all the leaders, even the guys coming up. Just like, man, you know, I think it kind of surprised some of the young guys because how good we've been. And I was like, man, this is the NFL. This is what happens. You know, any given Sunday, that's why you always got to come with everything you got. So, uh, so I give it to all the guys, man. We want to learn and we want to get better and we want to become champions. Champions? Were the Cowboys ready to play on Sunday? No. No. No, no. I, well, I think everybody got a plan until you get punched in the mouth at the famous words of Mike Tyson, and they got punched in the mouth. I mean, you come out the gate, and was it Dobbs or was it Connor that had the 44-yard run? Was it Con- Dobbs? Connor. Yeah, Dobbs comes Connor. out the gate with a 44-yard run to start the game, and it's just kind of like, oh, what have we gotten ourselves into? You know what I mean? And it just got worse and worse and worse. Do you blame McCarthy? Yeah, I blame McCarthy. I do. I blame uh, Jerry. I blame Micah in the defense, Dan Quinn, everybody. Like, I don't think anybody loses a game alone. No no specific thing. I, I mean, CD, I throw him in there. Everybody. There was the – it started on Friday when we had McCarthy on, and he'll be back on tomorrow morning, 645. Uh, he was so – the offensive line didn't matter. He was so. I, I was going to say, he was deluded. way too laid back. He it didn't matter to him. Oh yeah, we expect him to be fine. And even if he does, it just felt like yeah, this is Arizona. We are riding high. The practice he had a good week of practice. We expect to roll into Arizona and have a home game. <laughs> That's well, how it well, felt. First of all, the way he well, we to did us. ask about it. And yeah. he said, "Hey, you know our fans." 
our Cowboy fans. But no, I, I don't think anybody's ready to play. But the whole offensive line situation, and we talked with Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, who will be joining us every Tuesday around 730. Let us know, like, dude, like, we should have been better, better preparation as far as the offensive line went. It was way too late. I said, hey, Zach Martin, Tyler Biotish, pretty much told us nothing to see here. They expect to play, and if they don't, the other guys will be fine. And the, and the the strange thing about what we're talking about here is it's not like the offensive line and their play affected the outcome of the game. The line was fine. Yeah, super fine. I didn't see – he wasn't under duress. And, and even McCarthy spoke to – maybe I should have been a little bit more aggressive early, but I was worried about this offensive line. No seven – one seven-step drop. Should have been more aggressive on first and second. Jerry says they work. They are calling plays to kind of limit what Dak does. I don't know. It's, I believe both things. I think, uh, you know, to go RJ Ochoa, I think both things can be true. Meaning, it was a little bit conservative because of the offensive line, but I am a little bit conservative because I got to protect Dak from throwing interceptions. Jerry will be here just after 9 o'clock talking about this uh, Dak performance and the limited – and the change in the offense that it, by effect has limited what Dak is able to do. Hey, but if we're worried about all this, Micah says everything is, uh, well, it's fixed. Be all right. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were just beating ourselves. Obviously, the penalties and um, people coming out of their gaps and things like that. But uh, everything's fixed. Um, and, you know, everything's getting fixed. And we're looking forward to prove it this week. There you go. It's all over but the cry. New England coming into town, bringing uh, Zeke Elliott. Uh, just after the 9 o'clock, we're going to hear from Jerry talking about this effect. And Zeke, his absence from the Cowboys, its effect on the red zone. And if we're going to throw a little party for the guy. Do a little something-something for him. A little big video He didn't want to give it away, though, Rob. He but didn't want to give it away. But he said, I'm, by not giving it away, I'm answering your question. And I think he's kind of excited about it. This might be kind of cool. I told you. I was like, hey, man, they did one for the Spurs. They did one for DeJounte Murray. They better damn well do one for Zeke. Are you kidding me? You know, Zeke spoke to the media, too. And, and you know, that Patriots media is trying to get nostalgic with Zeke. But they don't know. Yeah. Like, that's just not Zeke. No, he's not down He's not like a that. nostalgic dude. Nah. Like, hey, you know, I just really love that. That's not Zeke. And I see the Patriots working, but they'll get to know him. Yeah, Zeke's they don't in know the him like they don't know him like we know him, Rob. Yeah, Zeke's in the moment. That's it. <laughs> yeah. He is right here with us, but he ain't behind us, and he ain't in front of us. He's right here with us. Right. We're going to talk Dallas Cowboys. We're going to talk trade. And when we come back, here we sit. The deal happened. They moved. I like it. And I like it, it for the NBA. Still, still a little bit of that NFL shine, a la Taylor Swift. Man, the NFL can't get, get all the wins. Now, Miami refused to deal. They didn't want to give up whatever that was. You don't know what it was, but they weren't going to give it up to bring in Dame. But when you look at the hall, and when you add in what Phoenix brought to the table, Spurs had a chance, man. If they wanted Dame, they could have gotten him. Right. Well, before okay, before I go to the Spurs, I think what happened with Portland and Miami, Rob, is you know sometimes uh, you'll call an entertainer and they'll say, Hey, what's it going to cost to get you to do this? And the entertainer will be like, it's going to be like $5 million because they don't want to do right. it. I think that's what it was. You with, don't think they just with, didn't with, want with, Dame no, and Jimmy together? With, with Portland, Portland was like, hey, man, if, if y'all want Dame, we want Jimmy. Because they know it's not going to happen. Like, Portland didn't want to deal with Miami because that's, they didn't want to hmm. give Dame his way. That's why Dame is taking shots at the organization on his way out. He knows they weren't negotiating in what a player would deem good faith. Now, that the deal got done, 
yes, the Spurs probably should have thrown their hat in the ring, but I think the Spurs agree with what your take was yesterday, Robin. I want to see what we've been grooming here first. Like, we've been grooming these guys, and we've been teaching them the system, and we've been teaching them our defense, and we've been teaching them our way. Maybe there's something here where this group can be Denver. And, and, and like in years, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe there's something here. We like where the, the, the progression of Malachi. We like what we're seeing from Jeremy and knowing his role in Keldon and Vassell. If we're healthy, we got, you know, we got Devontae Graham and we got Dougie McBuckets. We got a nice little Corvettes. Maybe we have something here where we don't have to be, get desperate and pull the trigger on something like a Dame Lillard. Let's see what we have first. I get it. I, I, I'm with you. But I, I want I would have won a day, but I get where they're coming from. Because I can tell you this. If they'd have swung a deal that would have involved, and you figure they don't really have a Drew Holiday. They didn't have that. But they did have something akin to DeAndre Ayton. And certainly when you're talking about <laughs> draft picks and, and you know right. pick swaps, they could have been right in the thick of it. And especially when I saw the Suns jump in on, on this and – knowing the space they had to clear. Okay, so the Spurs weren't involved, and we can go 50-50. I don't care. But the, there is a guy that's still hanging around that's going to be the – this trade isn't done in that Drew Holiday, is, in most people's estimation, is not going to be a Portland Trailblazer for long, if at person, all. Yeah, I haven't heard one person say – that Drew's going to play for Portland. So his contracts, he's got one year left. you got to figure anybody who's okay. going to make a deal for him. I thought he just signed. Wow, I didn't know he was up one year left. Go ahead. So they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to negotiate, extend, or do something to make that deal. Drew Holiday will make a really good team great. But I don't think there's a team out there that is really good looking to go great. I think there's only great teams. Only contenders are going to be chasing Drew Holiday right now. Yeah, because you don't want to get in a situation where you only have him for a year. Right, like you, like you, I mean, now Mark Cuban rolled the dice with Kyrie because we all thought that Kyrie was going to walk during the offseason, but you know Mark Cuban was able to bring him back in. But that's always scary for a team. Like, man, this guy doesn't want to be here. I'll lock, um Demar Derozan with us. Like, we knew Demar was going right. to walk. We knew he never wanted to be here. wasn't He didn't ask to be here. And I think that's where you're at with the team. Like, if I'm going to trade for Drew, I want him to sign the, the paper as soon as he walks through the door. Any real losers in this deal? Not really. I don't think so, right? Not really, especially if you're Portland. You know, you're getting some picks back. You're getting DeAndre Ayton. You got Scoot. You got Anthony Simmons. I like what they did. Phoenix, you didn't want to carry that much salary with Beal and Booker and Durant and Ayton. And then you get a big back. You get a shooter that can spread the floor. I, I think Phoenix, to be honest, is it just a good a position to go to the finals now as Milwaukee? Well, good point. You had Nurkic, Allen, and Little. And Nasir Little, we think is going to be good. We really haven't had a chance yeah, to see him because he's sure. been hurt. I, yeah, but yeah. There's a lot of skill there. But you had Nurkic, who is an adequate fill for, right. for eight. Now, he's got more offense. I'll give you that. But he's also got six fouls. He's going to foul out every other game he plays. But Grayson Allen is a dude that adds some edge to a team that probably needs a little bit of an edge. Yeah, I mean, now you're looking at Giannis, Dane, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and Pat Connaughton as your starters with Bobby Portis coming off as your six. I don't know if there's a better six. How many? So it's going to be Portis and then like every other Anatokounmpo brother? Yeah, cousin. Dude. That's going to be every other Anatokounmpo. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. We don't talk about that enough. Like, right, give me some help. Well, can I cut your brothers? No. 
<laughs> Can I get your brothers the hell off this team? Uh, like I think Milwaukee's first number one in the East right now. I, I don't see anybody better. I, I think Boston's right there, I, I, and maybe even. Well, but what about the Heat? You see, this is why they end up in the finals two out of the last three years, because we continue to count them out. And keep in mind, Boston did sign your favorite player in Porzingis. <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten the, the unicorn is wearing green. I can't wait. They got Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White. You know, did you forget that? I, I did not. I, I actually did. I, but what I will tell you is I think there's still a power struggle in Boston. I think that there's still a little bit of a mm. – With Tatum and Brown? I, I still – most talented team. I just like – Giannis is now in a situation where he can truly flourish. He's going to have more room. How do you play how – do how, how do those two play together? Because – Giannis ain't a pick and pop guy. No, but so uh, I can't Brooke, pick and pop. Brooke Lopez is. Let me tell you, Giannis. I want you to figure him. We've talked a lot about the the uh, modern tight end, the Travis Kelseys, the uh, the guys that just are huge and just are always there. I want you. Giannis is going to be like the modern tight end, who's going to be Brooke Lopez is going to be setting picks, down picks, up picks, side picks, moving picks, everything to pick to right. free up Dame, and you can't guard Giannis in the paint. You can't if he's not come- with Chris Middleton and and Dame. So you got Dame on the court on the top. You got Middleton on one of the sides, and, and you Brooke out the paint now if you want to. This offense is going to be ridiculous. Adrian Griffin, the brand new coach there, has. Man, I would be so excited for the next couple of weeks just to see what we can do with this because we're going to see he's going to have more just one-on-ones for us than Giannis Giannis has ever ever had, ever. Because while you, as a team, when you're facing them with Drew, you're like, I don't mind doubling off Drew. Like I know Drew can get streaky. I can't leave Dane. No. I can't leave Chris Middleton. And re- and on in all honesty, I have to respect Brooke Lopez. So now the floor is wide open for Giannis, to, who I want to say he averaged 13 points in the paint last year, which <laughs> is just stupid. It's going to go That's probably going to go about to 16, 17 points a game in the paint now with Dame. And then those nights when Giannis don't have it going, he can't make a free throw, and he's in foul trouble because he's got three offensive fouls. Now you have Dame to bail you out and not Chris Middleton. I, I think that it's a they, different ball game. They look to be the most competitive, if not the best, in the East. And man, the Phoenix—they're not better than Denver. Denver, I still think you don't think so. No, I really don't. Yoke is just that good. But man, oh man, I I see 125 points a night on this team. I don't know how you're going to slow this team offensively. They're going to be beast mode. A lot of buckets. Bill on Bill Booker Durant ain't better than the Nuggets. I, you got I, you know what and then you know Golden State has Chris Paul now. I still give Denver the edge just because Yoke's the best player in the world. He is. That, that's the he only is. reason. Phoenix got a lot better. It's hard to say that, and they already had Durant and Booker. Don't forget. So this is a team that really. Unless and we can't we can't leave out the Lakers. They were in the Western Conference Finals, but they just got a little further away today. <laughs> I'm telling you, they woke up this morning. They're they're about 50 yards behind where they were yesterday. They kept um, kid out of Gonzaga. Hero, oh God, Re Hachimura, Re Hachimura. They kept Reeves. They, they went got a, they went yeah they went got a couple off season signings as well. I like the Lakers too, man. The West is back to being pretty deep. I know you think Sacramento is going to moonwalk, they but they were in the probably. playoffs last year. 
I think Golden State will be better with Chris Paul because now, now you're not having Steph have to come up and handle the ball and run screen and roll after screen and roll after screen and roll. Now he's going to be just playing off the ball. Yeah. I, but I, the thing about it with them, their weak link is Clay. I don't. I think Clay's washed. I don't look like. I don't think Golden State's going to have the the uh, last run that they believe that they're going to get. I don't think they're going to have this swing through party and everybody's. You gonna, think they already had it with that fourth one they got? Yeah, I don't think this season's going to go well. Uh, Steve Kerr's. And when we start doing basketball on a regular basis, I really want to look at what Golden State's trying to do this year. Because it, it just doesn't work very often. When you got a coach who's a lame duck one year left, everybody's like, we're going to give it one last run. Right. Everybody's already looking at the door. And as soon as things start getting a little sketch, people are going to start thinking about, I need to get out of here now. I need to get out of here now. Because things are going to go worse, and I'm going to look worse after the trade don- deadline than I do what, now. What do you think of Dallas with Kyrie and Luka getting the training camp and getting to play together full season? Are they going to be better? <laughs> I guess that's a no. <laughs> I would take that laugh, that devilish laugh, as a no. I don't, I I don't even know imagine. how to take that. I read a quote that Brian Windhorst was talking about uh, Kyrie, and the getaway was, this is just a weird dude, man. They, they talked about when he won the first title, his whole everybody's celebrating, and he's FaceTiming Kobe in the corner of the locker room. Just, you know, he... he, Hey, everything that Kobe told him worked. What the heck is wrong with you He's a weird dude, and the more time anybody spends with Kyrie, the less and less they like him. I mean, no, a year with Kyrie is like 10. Wow. Name a place where people liked him for more than about three months. I can't. He's got an expiration date. They went and picked up the crazy man. Uh, Grant Williams. They got Seth Curry. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. be back. When we go off today. I, I don't know. At, I don't know. That, that that roster doesn't scare me. At 10 o'clock, just after 10, when Greeny gets on, Cuban's going to be in studio with Greeny today. So he'll be talking directly about what this Dallas Mavericks team's going to do and the effects of this trade to the West. I we are We have a better league in front of us today than we did yesterday. Kyrie is misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is Charles Manson. The what's the the clock is ticking. When are we going to hear from Embiid saying what about me? Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon. He's going. He's going to let people know that you know if James don't want to be here, then I don't want him here. Somebody needs to trade him. Tobias Harris. Yeah, I appreciate you guarding the best player every night, but you're not going to help me win a title. Love you, Maxie, but you're not ready. Embiid's the next star to ask out. Now, before Embiid, you know, goes a little too crazy, I need Steve Kerr to sign the Team USA. We need a big. Well, he's got like he's got four like different four teams. Different he, play, yeah. he can play for. That's what I'm saying. So I need Steve Kerr to, hey, lock that down. You know, I need you to get that locked down. I need him on Team USA. That's just me being selfish. Stars and stripes, baby. But no, Embiid will be asking for a trade on Monday. It's going to be hilarious to see I mean, how. He just, like right there, right then and there what happened yesterday, boom, they dropped to fourth. Because you got the Bucks, you got the Heat, you got the Celtics, and then maybe Philly. They're fourth. And could be getting worse. I mean, this this could be one of those everybody gone but Joel Embiid in the next six weeks. Agreed. As they are things are rounding into the form and, and while the West I think is more competitive, there are more better teams in the East that are tightly bunched together. You know what I mean? Yes, There's some sure. separation in the West. There's five teams in the East, and any one of them could walk out. And all of them really, really good. Uh, coming back in the 9 o'clock, oh, my goodness. Uh, 
Jerry spoke yesterday about his quarterback in this new offense in the most unvarnished way possible. Let me tell you, uh, what we think of Dak personally and professionally, mostly right. But what the coaches and the GMC and Dak, very different. And you can hear it in Jerry. It's going to be interesting. You're going to like this. Is this vertical offense delayed? Is it due? Is it even part of the scheme? We're talking that and Zach's, or Zach, Zeke's coming home. What's going to be the party? That's all coming up next. You're on R&R and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back oh. for the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, 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 good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. we got a lot to talk about today. Dame's on the move. He's landed yeah. in Milwaukee. Giannis got his dream player. We'll look at the and NBA. And kept his brothers. <laughs> well, for the time being, <laughs> at least both of them are still around. Uh, we'll talk about the NBA, the effect on the trade, what happens next with the Spurs as uh, they're meeting on Monday in that brand new dude, pretty building. I'm like... We got the new building. We got new ownership. Not new ownership, but we got new investors. New owners. We got new, owners. Yeah, we got new investors. We're playing in Austin. We're playing in Mexico. Yeah, we're still doing business like it's the gosh darn Freeman Coliseum. Like, we had a chance to get Dame Lillard. Like, if we going to go Hollywood, then let's go Hollywood, Rob. We did. No, we didn't. After the eight-foot tall Frenchman. <laughs> Wimby and Wimby to Malik Branham. <laughs> Wimby to Dave Lillard. We're on, we on Sports Center every night. We've beaten teams. We're in the playoffs this season. We're a fifth or sixth seed. And it really didn't cost much. And it didn't cost much. <laughs> it didn't cost it co- much. What's a, that's what I was asking Jason and Joe yesterday. What's the first round pick in the NBA? Josh Primo? Lucas Simonich? Pretty much. That's about it. It didn't cost much. At the end of the day, you wonder... What the hell was Miami dealing with? What what exactly was the offer that they that, dude? That Portland was asking them for something. What, they knew. Yeah, they, what they, was they, the offer? They negotiated in bad faith because it wasn't that much. I'm hurt, man. I thought we were. I thought we were Hollywood. I thought we were turning over a new leaf. <laughs> we got you know. I thought we were turn, like let's go all the way. Don't just don't just kind of dabble in Hollywood. Jump in the pool. At least they're staying in their lane. That would be so <laughs> strange if we did this. With change comes there's change I, is good. I, I'm t- think about now. Obviously, the Kawhi deal was the biggest deal in Spurs history for uh, sure. You can go back oh, to Kirvin. Sean Elliott. Uh, Sean, but that was kind of that, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. The kidney thing. You yeah. go back to Ice and artists. I mean, there've been some big deals in the past, but the I mean the big. The deal was done. The, the table is set. I don't blame them. I can. I agree with you. If there was a different ownership, if San Antonio was another city and they were facing the same situation, I think 
that Dame would have been a, mu- a much higher priority. And, and this team may be really good, and I'll and I'll have to come back and be like, hey, I love what's happening. But I get the sense that Dame might be trying on a ring or putting on a ring at the end of this year. We're, we're going to get there and talk about that. It is a Thursday night football game. Make sure you're getting your pro football pick and picks in Packers in Detroit. We're going to talk about that in about 15 minutes as we see Jordan Love lead a comeback the likes of which only Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers have been capable of oh, doing there in Green do Bay. That. Is don't he do that. settled in? Is it work? Oh, my God. In Detroit. He said, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. You putting Jordan hey, over there already? I, what, it was what, a 20-point comeback in the 18, fourth quarter? 17, 17 hey, or 18, man, something like that. Favre-esque, Rodgers-esque at the very least. Uh, we're going to hear from Micah Parsons, too. But at first and foremost is the general manager and owner of your Dallas Cowboys telling you the truth about his quarterback. Now, we've talked about it over and over ad nauseum. New offense, new line, new ideas, new plans complimentary football mm-hmm. which limits Dak he talked about the limitations of Dak set upon him the answer is yes you have limited things that he used to be doing you have limited that uh, but on the other hand we have uh, made what we are doing uh, more uh, doable for him and so uh, I think that offsets uh, that throw at the end of the game, uh, uh, that throw's intended for, uh, for the very back of the end zone high. Uh, it was low and it was in the middle, and, of course, you saw players all around it. My point is we have uh, answers. He has answers, and he has capability to make those kinds of plays when it's on the line in the future. So you say, boy, should you be worried about the ability to uh, – uh, get it in in a situation like that. Mm. Uh, you always are. Red zone is a challenge. But I think we will execute that play you saw at the end better next time. Uh, we've got a chance to. We've got the talent to. We've got the quarterback to. And so uh, I'm not dismayed by that. I'm sorry we didn't do it that time, but I'm not dismayed. The receiver that you are about to pay $25 million a year can't half-ass run routes. <laughs> And half-ass try to catch passes, and then be on the sideline pouting. That can't happen. And I don't think CD's never rubbed me that way. He's never rubbed me that way. I'm gonna consider a lot of things that I saw this past Sunday as one-offs, Rob. I'm trying to give them benefit of doubt and remain positive and not be a hater. So I'm gonna a a lot of what I saw last Sunday. I'm gonna say is one-offs. I'm not saying they're never gonna lose another game. But some of the effort and some of the mistakes and the discipline and things of that nature, I'm going to count as yeah. one-offs. I think that the reason they lose when they lose won't be because of lack of effort or, or focus. And right. I think they lost a lot. Well, a lot of the reason was we got to ask Coach that was it was was Sunday focus or discipline? Yeah, because remember I, he tried to tell us last year that there is a difference. Good point, and I think that's a worthy of discussion. How many 18, 16, 16 flags, thirteen that accepted? So three of them got declined, which means it was a much better play. <laughs> So when you get into what he said, now I want to imagine you get called in to your boss's office. You're a long-term employee. You're not worried about getting fired. But you get called into the office after a a difficult quarter. Your Mm -hmm. financials didn't live up to expectations. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting down in front of your boss, and your boss goes, man, we love you. You ain't going anywhere. I don't want you to worry about getting fired. But after all these years, I've been looking at what you do, and I've decided that you're doing too much. That we're going to take some stuff off your plate. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give that to some other people. Because we want you to focus on what's really important. 
and you go, okay, you know, I'm, I, I hear that. Maybe I'll get out of here at 530 instead of 730. I've been staying here all night getting my work done. You're going to take some of that work off my plate. As an employee, I, I thank, thank you. Thank you. You're going to, I don't have to do as much. And oh, by the way, those things that you're still going to do, we're going to limit your options there. Instead of having five things that are involved with these three things that you do, we're going to leave these three things that you do, and you're only going to do those three things. We're not going to ask you, nay, we're not going to tell you, we're not even going to put you in a position to do some of those other things. And those things that are going to get done, we're going to go pay somebody else to do it. How would you walk out of that office? Would you feel proud and and uh, motivated and self-actualized like, man, my boss loves me. He gave me less work. Or would you walk out going, oh, crap? Probably a little bit of both. Probably a little, oh, crap. But more, oh, oh crap, especially when I'm talking about Dak, especially because you went and traded for Trey Lance after you told me that you were going to dial back what I do. And you you're feeling it. Like you, you feel the non-trust from your from your play calling head coach. You feel it. Like in your brain, you're going through the mo- you're going through a game, and you're like, "Dude, we haven't took another shot. He only let me take one shot downfield. Damn, we're running the ball again on first. Damn, we running the ball again on second. Oh, he really he really not rocking with me." He's really not rocking with me. And then you got to hear your owner slash GM on Wednesday morning say, yeah, we limited him. We're limiting him. And yeah, that throw to the back of the end, which I can appreciate because I said it was a little too friendly. So I was happy to see some real criticism, some real constructive criticism from somebody. Uh, I supposed to be high into the back. He threw it low into the middle around a bunch of people. Uh, so we'll, we'll, well, that'll be better. I can appreciate that, Jerry. I appreciate that. It's been too friendly this week. And, and uh, we're gonna. No, I want to play the sound uh, of Jerry talking about the vertical threat that's part of this offense and Brandon Cooks coming in. And where's that been? Well, it's not. I'd say it's not. That's fair. Uh, on the other hand, do we need to take advantage of Cooks' speed vertically? Do we need to take advantage of Gallup's skills uh, vertically as built to go up for the ball? Uh, vertically, uh, the answer is yes, and we uh, it's there. We can uh, the people, the players can execute it. We know it's there. Uh, we'll have uh, many situations where we'll uh, take the time to do that. But uh, the vertical game is live and well with us. Well, not but, really. Uh, uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, we've got in between the vertical game and the running game, uh, you've got uh, quite a few things we're doing different out there. Okay, that's Jerry talking about the vertical game, Brandon Cooks, yada, yada. We know that. It's well, not. It, it has only been one game where they really could. The Jets, uh, there was no need. Giants, there was no need, right? So I, 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 won't, I won't kill them for that. Is it? So we, we, the question about the deep threat and the idea of throwing it, you know, getting away from Kellen Moore, we get it. I mean, we, we don't want to chunk it deep all the time just because we think we want, you know, a chunk play. But at the same time, what did we hear post game? We heard it from Dak immediately after the game, and then we heard it from Shoddy on Tuesday. And it wasn't about deep ball presence. It was, man, you should have run. You needed to move your feet and get the hell out of there. I heard RG3 say the same. 
Like, you need to start getting on the horse and going downfield and forget about the ankle and forget about all that. This offense, if we're going to do this offense the way it really, truly works, the way we see it function in Philadelphia, the quarterback's got to be kind of a threat. Now, we're not going to run Dak on our RPOs or anything like that. But when we get into the passing game, the difference between the most successful passing teams now and those that are just average is that quarterback remains a threat to run, that you have to spy him. And if you don't, you're going to give up a first down. Now, can I tell – Can I? if we're expecting – I want to temper expectations. They're playing the Patriots. And the Patriots have played the Dolphins and the Patriots have played the Eagles. Those are two of their three games. And they're only they're giving good. up – They're only giving up 177 yards mm-hmm. passing per game. So, just keep that in mind. The Eagles – Two, uh, the Eagles have put up over 400 yards total offense twice. And le- we don't even got to talk about the Dolphins, do we? And they're only giving up 177 yards in the air per game. And you got the Eagles and Dolphins on your schedule. So while I think the Cowboys win this game, if you're looking for the Dak explosion game, no. I don't think it's going to be this week. Just I- I'm just looking at the black and white. That, I mean, anything can happen. You As we saw this past Sunday with the Cowboys in Arizona, but they've been pretty good against the pass. I think that's a valid point. Don't expect an offensive explosion on this. But I this think game. they win. I do think they win the game, though. I do. I'm sticking to that. They're giving up less than. They're giving up about 20 points a game. So now to win the game, the obvious answer is you're gonna have to improve your red zone offense. I don't know how. If it's running on first down, passing on first down, better decisions, more activity, more hustle, more focus, whatever the thing is. You're getting there plenty of times. You're just going to have to capitalize. And one of the reasons that they haven't been is obvious. They don't have a battering ram like Zeke like they did last year. Yeah. And uh, Jerry's the general manager. He knows full well they don't got Zeke. Well, we uh, Zeke's unique uh, uh, physicalness uh, is uh, uh, always nice to have. Nice to have. Be tried about it. It is very good to have. We think of physical on short yardage and probably should. But I do not think that physicalness from the running back uh, is uh, contributing to us not getting in the end zone. Jerry is not. Whoa, don't cut off Jerry. (laughs) Don't cut off Jerry. Don't do that. I thought Dowdle looked like a banner gram to me. They they tried to use him that way. Was it not I successful? Don't, I, I don't see him at that, but I, I mean, I I don't see him. At, he did score the lone red zone touchdown. It was him. And between the tackles downhill, he had a nice little twelve yard like a like a chunk. catch, a little a little screen, and he scored. Well, there's no fix coming. Th- th- this running game is what it is. I like, gonna, run, I like the running yeah, game. Yeah, the only thing that's going to change is you have better offensive linemen, primarily Zach Martin, kind of clearing some holes that obviously was a problem because they ran over Zach the week before in the red zone. They used that guy, and they didn't have him, so I think that affected their red zone effectiveness. But generally, well, look, when they, once I guess we'll have a closer look at what they're trying to do once they get the offensive linemen all back. Because as long as Biotish and Tyron and Zach are out, he can keep telling us, and he can keep it conservative, and keep saying it's because of the offensive line. When the, when the full offensive line gets back and they have a formidable formidable opponent, we'll see if he actually gets aggressive. I don't I don't expect to see him get aggressive 
if all three guys are on the sideline again, as far as Tyron Smith and Biotish and Martin, if those guys can't go, he's not going to all of a sudden go aggressive. But just by going off what he said Monday. The uh, practice report from yesterday. Now, keep in mind, there, there's deafness. There's the way that they have to offer it for everybody to read. And when you see Tyler Biotish hamstring did not practice, he was out there. He was just working with other guys. Right. They're on the side, on the rehab group. Like, hey, y'all go over there. Y'all can't go full so speed. So that's Get out far better than not seeing him at all, not leaving the room. True. Uh, Chuma Doga did work out. He's dealing with that elbow, but it was limited. And then uh, Tyler and Zach were also, or Tyron, excuse me, and Zach were also yeah. out there. On but the side. Still considered DNPs because they didn't stand with the team. So right. it's not all is lost, but they're going to need that running game. Uh, Belichick's coming in here. This is going to be a war of attrition. Winner of this football game scores 24 points. Yes. Yeah, I can't like imagine that. it something getting like any that. better I'll than that. Probably an under game. So, yeah. So you get the sense that that offensive line is definitely going to be uh, a, 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 a definite need. We've got uh, Packers in Detroit tonight. Let's look at the game. We've got where your picks should go at betus.com and on that pro football pick em contest. Let's look forward to what will be one of the better early games of the season. It could de- decide this division, this game tonight. It's a little early, but yeah, I'm it, telling it, you, it has that feel. They only see each other one more time. We're talking Packers and Detroit coming up next. This is R and R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Check out the Jim Rome Show weekdays and noon. If you're San Antonio, there are benefits that come along with it. I will cut you the front of the line. We're going to hype the return on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to R and R. It is a football Thursday, small Friday. This prime, prime. It is a prime. Thursdays are prime, right? Thursdays we give more money to Jeff Bezos. We get the uh, the opportunity to stare into those uh, into that giant Fitz magic beard and that yeah, chest what? hair that just kind of comes now, at you. Now Richard Sherman's on with Skip, but he's still doing his prime Thursday. Yeah, he's still doing okay. that. I, I, you know, generally I like the prime broadcast. I you know they're they've grown into it. It it is one that uh um you know, this is their second year. They're still kind of figuring it out. But I like the crew. I do too. I mean it's it feels kind of uh I just feel weird just giving Bezos more money. I mean you my partner right here sitting across from me just sits here and orders stuff all day. Like, yeah, you know, oh, I need some socks. Order now. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's always <something. laughs> so, I watch you I watch you pay his whole salary. Least he can do is entertain me. Right. Least he can do is put together a product. And I'll tell you what, this is one of those games that, you know, it's old bad blood. I mean, this is yeah, yeah, central. Yeah. Well, this, I mean Detroit's kinda of, Detroit's the everyone's darling. We yeah. all like them. And now they're getting into those but, but they're not expe- sneak yeah, they're not sneaking up yeah. on anyone. There's though. expectations now. We expect them to be a at the very least competitive in every game and as this defense continues to improve, this might be a better team than even they thought they were going to have. Two and one, both teams two and one. Is what, I mean, look, Minnesota and Chicago aren't one in the North. That's, That's why saying. this game is so important. It matters. And if it comes down to a tiebreaker and these teams look pretty equal for different reasons, they could both be ten and seven. And which I guess that's where both of them will land. Um right now, just today, going into week four. Do you have the Cowboys at better teams than both of them? Yes. 
That's just talent, more talent. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm not better. Are you sure? Is, is, I will say they are more talented, and if both are playing at their max potential, the Cowboys win. But I saw a Cowboys team show up undisciplined, unfocused, and lost to a lesser team last week. But do you think the Cowboys are better than Seattle? Now there, we're yes. You do? I do. Bare, not by much, but I you do. do. I do. I, again, it goes to more talent. Now, and there are certain positions that they're better. The, the, Seattle certainly is better. And I would put uh, – no, no, the, the Cowboys are better. <laughs> I, I was going to say the separator – No, I feel you. As long as the Cowboys' offensive line is still kind of dinged up, they're, they're closer to the Seattle than I think they're comfortable with. But they're better. I, than, they're, in the NFC, the Cowboys ain't worried about Green Bay, and they ain't worried about Detroit. Or Seattle. or Well, I'm not going to go there yet. <laughs> There's something about Pete Carroll in Seattle. It's a lot like Arizona. We have not figured them out. We have not. Well, we did. I mean, the Cowboys did beat them in the playoffs, what, two years ago? A couple ago, years, years ago. About three, four years they ago. I can't them. remember. Yeah. But I, there's something about when I see Seattle coming, just like whenever I see San Francisco coming, I'm worried. There's just something about those teams that just know how to beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Green Bay. I, I think Green Bay tonight, if Aaron Jones can go, they win. If Aaron Jones doesn't play, they're not beating Detroit. I, I think he really. He's the linchpin to everything LaFleur wants to do, whether they set there, – there's so many Aaron Jones plays on LaFleur's call sheet. And when he's not there, it's just like A.J. Dillon ain't it. You know, so if Aaron Jones plays, then I think Green Bay wins. If not, then I think Detroit moves on to 3-1. and one. Of all the young quarterbacks, I think Jordan Love has not gotten nearly the respect he's deserved. Dude, I, yeah, I think he's playing really well yes. for a guy that's just now, you know, able to get his feet wet. But he hasn't been as good as I thought. But that has to do with two weeks without his be- his, his best player. That we and not, no receivers. They came from behind against a top three NFC defense last because, week. Yes, for sure. New Orleans defense is top three in the NFC. I I'm not going to let sure. that just slip by. That was a, a a game that anybody who watched for first for three I thought quarters it was over. Thought I thought it che- was over. I, I checked out of that game. So I was like, oh, we don't need hell. Red zone wasn't even going to it that they much. They left it. They yeah. did. And let me tell you, that means so much. You know, it means so much inside the locker room because that was and it's it's not the the fairest thing to say that, that it was Rogers esque. But damn it, it was Rogers esque. They were down eighteen in the fourth. All right, I'm, I'm gonna let you have that. I like I'm gonna let you screen. have that. I like we're of all the young quarterbacks out there, low key success without all the all the stuff that Jordan Love is. He's, I like well, Green you know, Bay. And I like him tonight. The other youngster is getting a lot of love, and he's younger than Jordan. CJ's getting a lot of love, man. He's picking up blitzes that five year vets don't yeah, see. Yeah, he's picking up. He's getting a lot of love, Robin. Do it against the Steelers. Yeah, settle down. Do it against the Steelers this week. You hear that pledge? All your little stats you're throwing out about CJ Stroud. Do it against TJ Watt. And let, let's let's continue this arc. And for everybody who's worried about Bryce playing in in Carolina oh. and Richardson playing in Indianapolis, look at Jordan Love. Don't rush these guys back. You ain't in any rush. You got years to percolate this. You think Carolina's two years away from a Super Bowl? No. I know, Bryce, you need them to sell some tickets. But if they don't play, it ain't the end of the world. If they sit down a couple weeks and just get to watch and digest, it ain't the end of the world. Because I don't think Jordan Love could have did what he did Sunday on two years ago. You do No. 
No. It, it, no, it's, it's the either. natural progression, and a lot of that is a lot of schoolwork, a lot of non-play time. But he also benefited from the fact that it's not a lot of quarterbacks that get to the benefit of having the same coordinator for four years. Absolutely. That 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 that's a huge benefit. I mean, when we talk, we give Baker Mayfield a whole lot of crap, but he had to learn a new offense every single year while he was he in really Cleveland. He really did. It, it, it's unfortunate. It's not easy. And this will play into the narrative of the quarterback draft next year. Right. But uh, we have seen, at the very least, for those teams that choose to be patient, that choose to draft a quarterback ahead of the time when they actually need him and put him on the bench, it does still work. There's a reason why that's the only thing that ever happened for 40 years in the NFL, because age and wisdom will always out-trump the youthful exuberance. <laughs> always, always, always. Hey, coming back, what else will always happen is NBA players get what they want. It might that's not always truth. be everything, but if you want to get traded, you'll get traded. Dame got what he wants. He's just going to have to buy a coat instead of a bathing suit. We'll talk about Milwaukee and uh, the pairing of the superstars coming up next. The NBA is different, and it's better. This is R&R, and you're on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're going to have to play some of this. <laughs> I already sent it to Pledge. <laughs> Magic. I already sent it to Pledge. My buddy sent it to me. My cigar buddy sent it to me. I sent it to Pledge. Magic has responded to Steph Curry <laughs> saying he's the greatest point guard of all time. And Magic wasn't with the nonsense As at it, all. So was it Zach Lowe that asked him for the book? that was Zach. It was yeah. On the, on the uh, Lowdown podcast, I assume. Yeah, it was Zach. You know, you, you see Magic doing, uh, he, he's doing like Medicaid commercials and he's, he's you know, he's, he's a rookie in the, in the, uh, AARP world, but you think he would go gracefully into the sunset with a young fellow, but wasn't with no, we'll Magic have none of that. I, I appreciate that on the heels of, <laughs> of Dame heading to Milwaukee. Let's look at specifically at Milwaukee and is there, what's the negative to losing a guy like Drew Holiday? The negative, the defense. This is the it's the defense. Look, I love Dane. Okay, I love Dane. <laughs> he can't stop a nosebleed. It's true. He can't stop a nosebleed with a box of tissue. You hear me? He cannot. He he don't. Dame does not play defense. So, but that's why you got Brooke Lopez and the Greek Freak to protect you. The uh, new head coach Adrian Griffin. I don't know what his what he hangs his hat on. I don't know he if he looks he's like a, a defense guy. <laughs> you, you would assume that he dresses like a defensive yeah. coach. And, and but Bud, I don't think was quite the defensive guy that Pop was. I don't think he brought that defensive mentality fair to Milwaukee. I think he has other skills and has other points of pressure that he likes to apply. But I do agree with you that while this offense looks like it's going to be volatile at best i mean at worst and pretty smooth for most of the time they're gonna lose they've lost some defensibility because not only did they lose drew holiday now grayson allen ain't a great individual defender he's adequate but he's a really good team defender and he's a pest yes he's a, he's a pest but if, if you're the milwaukee front office you're like okay yeah we're losing drew and he's a great defender but what did drew's great defense bring us last year miami kicked our asses True. Miami punched us in the mouth. Like we had 
It wasn't even close. Like Miami did them dirty. So what what am I why wouldn't I roll the dice and try something different? When you look at that series, then I would have to go back and really kind of look. Do, do, do you remember them being out offensed? That they just didn't Sometimes. have the buckets. I think that well, I remember that during well, the regular see, that, season. I don't know if that was a Bud thing because Bud just didn't have any adjustments. There's that. They just kept coming down and doing the same things over and over, and it was easy for Spo to turn Bud inside out. Now, if you guys joined us earlier, you know what Rudy said. If you didn't, I want you to go to sasportstar.com. The audio vault brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. Regarding this change with Drew Holiday, um, this allows Chris Middleton to land in the position that made him the money. He got paid Third option, man. because he hit uncontested threes all freaking night long with no pressure. There were other guys that they were worried about. Now Middleton can settle into the position where you're not relied upon most nights. You will be relied upon, but most of the time we just need you to contribute. He's going to have a great year. He's just sitting over there, you know, when they low manage Giannis, they low manage mm-hmm. Dame because they're, you know, Dame is over 30 now. Or, or, or you know, he's going to go off. Or those, this is going to be those games where it's just like, damn, the game is going to be so much easier for him. And, you know, Middleton's already great because he went to AM. So I mean, <laughs> then there's that. <laughs> we actually have a pro player. Howdy. The, there is that improvement. And I do think that put them one, one A, maybe two uh, with Boston. I, we'll just wait and see how this whole thing with Boston, you know, they don't have Marcus Smart anymore. There's been some changes there. They're not going to be the same team. Yeah, Przingis, Rob. And they're, they did all, go, they're going to the finals. Well, when you get rid of Smart, you went more offensive and less defensive, too. Oh, yeah, they lost defense for sure. So the minus Drew with Milwaukee and minus Marcus Smart with Boston, that's minus 10 points of defense for both teams a game. So both of them are going to score a little bit more and have a little bit more difficulty stopping. But I do think it's 1-1A. One Phoenix, who seemed like a bit player in this whole thing, that they just kind of showed up and were going to provide the pieces and parts to give them their own you know, salary cap help. Right. But at the end of the day, what they put together is pretty impressive. This is a good haul for a oh, DeAndre yeah. Ayton who wanted the hell out of there anyway. I like that team. They're now they're, they're still lacking depth. So, you know, Bill, Booker, Durant. Nurkic. They're never going to have depth. Yeah, they're not. They're not it's, it's just too much payroll to have depth. So those guys are going to really have to play well. And you can't get hit by the injury bug. Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic. Well, the problem is they brought in a couple of dudes that spent a lot of time hurt. And Nurkic, an offensive bucket, a fouling beast. He's going to give you six fouls a night, but he's going to give you 18 if you let him. Uh, Grayson Allen, we already talked about him. Nasir Little is a lot of potential, but can't stay healthy either. So they did bring in some dudes that haven't been able to log a bunch of minutes, but they helped themselves too. This is a, this was a solid acquisition for a Suns team that was really kind of backed into a corner. I like what the Suns did a lot, especially with Grayson Allen. Being out there because the thing you need when you got players that they have, you got to have guys that can spot up and knock down shots, and that's what Grayson Allen brings to that team. They have it when they want to go small ball, when they want to go little and just hit buckets and and use Durant as your de facto five, even though he's not. Think of the dudes they can run out there when you include a Grayson Allen and you talk about Booker and right. and um, we we don't even need to go further than Bradley Bill and Kevin Durant. Oh my God, that's 140 points on the court now. What I say out there, you know, speaking of magic, Christian Wood, Gabe Vincent, Cam Reddish, Austin Reeves, Torian Prince, Jackson Hayes. 
Hachimura. And I don't even have to bring up LeBron Anthony Davis. I like this Laker team. And I don't want to see him thrive. I think you're a little higher on them than I am. I, I, the only reason I think Austin Reeves represents the next, and I think Rhi Hachimura represents the next. And I love what Gabe Vincent brought Ga- from Miami. I love Christian Wood. I think he got lost in the sauce in Dallas. The thing about Christian Wood is there's something about him nobody likes. I now, like they, Jackson Hayes. Jackson can jump out of the gym. They're 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 good. It's a they good are. team, man. And they could be great. I hear a butt. But no, if, if you get Anthony Davis playing the way Anthony Davis can for 50 games, they could be great. But you're not going to get Anthony Davis for 50 games. You just hope you get those that quality games in in May. Then, yeah, I'll agree with you. Okay. But if, it, if it's just LeBron and those guys, you know what I'm talking about? The guys that you just listed? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and not Anthony, Anthony Davis? The party? No. Right. But we saw what he's capable of. I don't know what Cam Reddish is. I was high on him, and then he just kind of... All all that they need to do with Cam Reddish is just follow LeBron around. Just follow him around. Do everything where that what would Jesus do, WWJD, WWLD. What what would LeBron do? Because Cam's got the body and the mentality to play like LeBron, to be the 6'10 point guard. He wants to be that guy. And if you if that's his skill set and you want him to grow, that's what I would do. So rank your West. Who's the best team in the West? I'm still going Denver. Denver? I don't disagree. Phoenix. All right. I'm with you. The yeah. Lakers. So Lakers third. Now, so far, you've named three teams that I will say have a chance to win a title. Those three teams do. Golden State. Does Golden State have a chance to win a title? Or are they a distant fourth? I don't think they have enough depth. I agree. I don't think they have enough depth. The West has three teams that really, I think, today. I don't think Dallas can win a title. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think Sacramento can win a title. No. OKC can't. Now, I think OKC will be in my top seven. Really? You think they're going to be that much better? If Chet stays healthy with Chet and Giddy and Shea, yeah. They got, they, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, they can. So. But as we sit today, the, the the season beginning a week from yesterday with the first preseason game, I think the West goes. We got three teams that that can compete with anybody in the West if all things stay equal. If everybody's healthy and we're there where we need to be, that, and we, we we're writing off the Clippers, right? I, I don't know. They're both healthy. Westbrook, the, the, the Limpin Twins are showing up to camp as healthy as they've been what since they called the Limpin Twins. And is what if what if Zion comes to the party? No, Pelicans, I don't know. What are we doing with them? I'll say this. If Zion, I'm not even going to go. No, no. no okay. It ain't going to yeah, happen. Me. You can, I, I'm getting too much of the uh, me too. The offseason. We're asking ifs the size of Texas. And I'm getting the, the Ben Simmons vibe from Zion. You know, the, the, I, I, you know what? I, you don't believe it until it's yeah, done. Yeah, in the offseason, you keep seeing Ben Simmons hit threes, and then he shows up like, that's not Ben. I keep hearing that Zion's lost weight and a, and a beast. We'll, we'll wait and see. If he is, maybe. But I think three in the East, three in the West, and in the East. And what are we doing when Ja gets back off suspension? <laughs> what are we doing with Memphis when Ja's back? You know what? Did we forget about we them? Did. We did. We for- forgot about Memphis. And didn't they just add Marcus Smart too? They did. Now they did lose Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he? Did, by the way, 
Dylan Brooks got defensive player of the tournament for FIBA. Did you see With that? Canada? Yeah. I didn't know that. I know he got kicked out of a game. Maybe that's why. I think we discounted Memphis. You're right. I put them 3B. I think they could. Because they win games without Ja. And I'll tell you what. Did he get 25? That's 25 games. If if Ja uses this time the way that Memphis and the NBA hopes to refocus and reevaluate who he is in the world inside of his own skin as part of the the, uh, Grizzly team, the Memphis environment, and the entire NBA, if he decides, look, man, I'm going to become Kobe on this, look out. If he decides winning is the only thing, look out. I don't know if that'll happen, but if it, no one will be in a better situation to show up with rested legs midseason and take a team like Jordan did after the 60-game miss and just put on them back and play 35 consecutive straight games without any load management because, heck, you're rested. You took a year off. Who in the East? Ooh, I just had this up. Let me get we'll back tell, to it. We, we, go ahead. Um, in the East, you got to go with obvious the top two, Memphis and Boston. I mean, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Boston. Third, I'm going to say the Heat. Still got to be my, yeah. Still got to be the Heat. Now, here's where we start. Here's where now, it starts. this is where it gets interesting. Are we going with Philly? We going with the Cavs? No and no. Because <laughs> last year, the Cavs were the fourth seed. The Knicks were the fifth seed. I can't figure out the Cavs and whether they can figure out the guys that all need to be on the court at the same time. I I don't know Donovan and who Donovan and what? Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami. So three and three, they, they got three. So uh, we're coming in while parity seems to be. I mean, there's very few terrible teams. Yeah, but parity is uh, it's not there. There's still only six teams. There's what six teams last year? No, it's not there yet. Of, okay, uh, not there yet. I, I love yeah, I'm this. going three. I'm going three. Depending on if now if Maury's not done and they can make they can shake and bake and do something, maybe bring in Drew alongside of Maxi and Embiid. We'll revisit it, but I'm still just going Bucks, Celtics, Heat. Of all the teams that we just talked about, those six contenders plus the other two, which one is the most likely to collapse? Which is the one that could be the most disappointing because of personality, roster makeup. Miami lost some starters. Miami lost some starters. I'll go with the Heat. Lost some starters. And on the Phoenix side, I'm, I, I mean, on the West side, I may go Phoenix because, one, we got to see how this is going to work. And two, Booker's never healthy. KD's been a little bit shaky. And I don't know if Bill is going to be able to take the Chris Bosh role sitting down. Well said, man. I As good as I think Phoenix can be offensively and as, as if they all decide to play nice with each other, yeah, but like I just it, it comes down to they got to go to dinner and say, "All right, man, y'all want to draw straws for Chris Bosh role." Yep, and just accept the fact that it ain't always coming your way, but the W's right. will. And I don't know, Bradley Bill's been sitting on suck teams it for should a be decade. Him. It should but, be him, right? But if I'm Bill, I got the <laughs> hell out of there to finally do something. Give me the damn ball, book. It's failed with you. Why don't you sit and wait for a day or two? I, we've give book has had his shot. You've had your shot, and evidently you didn't. You needed me. Let me be me. If I'm I mean, Beal, it might be Booker just off the fact that he lost Kendall Jenner to Bad Bunny. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs>
Now, Bad Bunny's a star. Hey, we we are excited to see everybody come and see the Blitz tonight. They're going to be out at Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar, the Rector locale. Look, this is your last chance. If, yeah, your bank account's a little empty, nothing in your wallet, you still want to play with us on Monday. Hone your golden tee game and see us tonight at 6. The tournament goes off right then, and the winner's walking away with a foursome to go play with us on Monday. We've got WWE SmackDown tickets as well. We're showing up with our swag. And, hey, it's Slackers. Go there tomorrow. Joe Ryan Eagle's going to be out at Round Table Pizza over on 410, and the specials are wonderful oh, looking. Oh, we got. Uh, I, I saw the, go into it. I saw the yesterday. They had two pep like pepperoni piled up Dude, on pizza. They yeah, really good. reading this thing, it made me hungry looking at. It. Now it's over on 410. I, you know, I'm not good with the actual directions. Let me find the actual it's locale so everybody knows where they're going. But all kinds of specials all night long. They do have a bar. They do have beer. Make sure you're going to see Joe uh, tomorrow as uh, Slackers rounds us into the weekend. Hey man, this has been a fun day. Make sure you don't go anywhere. Hang with us all day long. Greeny's coming. He's going to have. Cuban. The Blitz gets going at 2. And Rudy and I got some work to do. We will see you tomorrow.